KISS 92.5 Studios in Toronto, Canada. This is Roz yes. and Mocha. <laughs> it's Roz and Mocha. What's going on? Hey guys, this is Bruno Mars. This is Selena Gomez. The Chainsmokers. Lady Gaga. Calvin Harris. Celestia Carr. You're listening to my boys Roz and Mocha. Roz and Mocha. My boys Roz and Mocha. The Roz and Mocha Show. Uh, between Roz and Mocha, who is your favorite? Roz. Mocha. Roz. Roz. You guys are so funny, man. Congratulations, Lisa! You just won $1,000. That's amazing. Y'all just made my entire morning. Keep it up. You guys are awesome, man. This is the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Uh, straight out of Compton from NWA, the song that scared everybody. Including parents. When they heard their kids listening to this. No, this wasn't the song that scared everybody. Which was it? The other one. Which one? What's it start with? Huh? What? Huh? Huh? From NWA? Yeah. This wasn't the one that scared parents. Which was it? The other one. Not Boys in the Hood. No. The B one? Hmm? The B one? Maybe. Oh, okay. Uh, the reason why I'm playing this... When you watch the music video and everything, like, these guys are not to be messed with, right? Dr. Dre, Ice Cube, MC Ren, DJ Yella. Um, it was the um, the other one. Which one? The other one that scared parents. The other one. Just What's the first letter in it? F. Oh, right. Yeah, that one. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. So the reason why I'm playing this is because we're in the middle of uh, the month of October, Oktoberfest, right? And celebrations oh, are happening yes, right. all over the place, or at least the best that they can with restrictions and everything. But somebody took Straight Outta Compton by NWA and made their own Oktoberfest edition. Like a polka version? Yes. Oh. <laughs> Listen to this. You are now about to witness the strength of street knowledge. Straight out of Compton, crazy mother f- named Ice Cube. From the gang called Fellas with Attitudes. When I'm called off, I got a sword off. Squeeze the trigger and bodies are hauled off. You too, boy, if you mess with me. The police are gonna have to come and get me off your ass. That's how I'm going out for the punk mother f- that's showing out. People start to mumble, wanna rumble. Mix them and cook them in a pot like gumbo. Going off on a mother f- like that with a gat that's pointed at your ass. <laughs> <laughs> so give it up smooth Ain't no telling when I'm down for a jack move There's a murder rap to keep you dancing With a crime record like Charles Manson AK-47 oh, wow. is the tool Don't make me act like a crazy little fool Me and you can go to the toe No, maybe I'm knocking fellas out the box Daily, a weekly, monthly, yearly I tell them dumb motherfuckers see clearly that <laughs> Every time it hits me, man Every time I cringe like my, my spine goes <laughs> like it curls You better duck Cause Ice Cube is crazy Happy Octoberfest, everybody! The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Hey, Diana. Hi. Diana reached out and said, uh, Roz and Mocha, is my boyfriend's mom going to hate me? We are currently painting the house, and as I'm putting her stuff away, I'm constantly running to the super glue because I keep breaking things here. Oh, no. While she's at work. At this point, I don't know what to do. 
I am sweating. I'm searching for all the pieces, even the smallest ones, to get everything back together. Will she notice and will she hate me even if she tells me, quote, it's okay? It's now the fourth item I've broken in the house. What have you broken? (laughs) Well, a lot of things. First, it goes back to a few months ago in the summertime. I took this mug outside and we were having good lunch, you know, came back in. Well, before I came back in, I dropped the mug, broke it. Then I came in and I was like trying to, you know, put all the pieces in the garbage, throw it out, try to hide all the evidence. And then a while, like a few minutes later, she comes in and she's like, with a piece in her hand, and she's like, who broke this? Like, <laughs> I was like, I don't know. Must have been your, must have been your son. Oh, sure. You didn't even you know? mess up at that point. The <laughs> first item you broke, you didn't even tell her that it was you. Oh, no. no. Oh no. no! You should have seen her face. I wasn't gonna say anything. I was like, it must have been your son. And I completely walked in the room because I'm not a good liar, right? So I was like, I- I'm out of here. And then the next thing was like, you know, I was cleaning, getting everything ready. You know, we painting the walls. I was hanging the stuff back on the wall. Where, where it belongs. And then I go into the cold room to get a plastic bag. I open the door. The item just falls onto the floor, breaks everywhere, the glass everywhere. So I'm there trying to pick up all the small little pieces, putting it back together. I was like, oh, my God, what do you do? Do I throw it out? But last time I threw it out, it was like a big issue. So I'm like, no, I need to put it back together. I went to go grab the super glue, putting out like the tiniest pieces back, and it's getting stuck to my finger. <laughs> so I'm like trying to, you know, <laughs> trying to get it out, and it's stuck to my finger. I'm gluing it, got it back together. Everything was fine. Continue on, you know, cleaning everything else. I go to put the curtain rod up, and it falls. It's <laughs> a Portuguese rooster. It hits, a, it hits a what? A Portuguese what? Portuguese rooster. A rooster. Portuguese rooster. Oh my it God, is famous yo. in Portugal, and it's important. Like you Aren't those things that. supposed to bring you, like, good luck? Wait a second. Wait a second. It's not bro- working for me. You broke your, your boyfriend's mom's good luck rooster? I did. That's I not- did. Oh, no. So it- did, did you put it back together? I did, and oh I even God. painted it. I went, got the paint. I started painting everything. Like, it looks perfect. I should actually send you guys pictures because I did a good job. Don't put a permanent record of the thing you broke on your phone, <laughs> sweetheart. Okay. So what does your boyfriend say about all this? Oh, he thinks I did it on purpose. I said, well, you know, I, you, I don't like it, but I don't want to break it. Like, you know, yeah. I want you, you to like me. Do you not, do you not get along with the, your boyfriend's mom? No, I do. I do. Oh, okay. How long yeah, have you guys really been dating, like you and your boyfriend? Uh, Four years now. Okay, and you're living at his place? Yeah, we're moving in, so we're renovating the place. Mm. But now it's like if she finds out I'm breaking anything, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it's because it's starting to sound, the amount of things that you have broken, okay, uh, while painting up the place is starting to, to, to look sort of deliberate. Uh, it's start, it's starting to look like you don't like all her ugly stuff, so you're doing whoops every couple of days. Oh my god! You see, it does sound like that. Yeah, yeah. I was I was panicking. I was sweating. I was texting my cousin. I was texting my friends. I was texting you guys. Like, yeah. So what's everybody saying then? Well, they're like, you better put it back together and stop cleaning. Yeah. Um, so I guess the question then becomes: I, I think what you're wanting to know is, should you? come clean and like should you fess up to your boyfriend's mom that you broke all her stuff and put it back together with super glue right right i'm gonna say diana yeah you absolutely should tell the truth to tell her yeah because you're gonna be living in that house and it's gonna be far worse if she finds out afterwards like if she looks at that good luck portuguese rooster and is like who the hell broke this and you're like living under her roof 
what are you going to do? Deny that it was you? Yes. Or blame it on somebody else? Yes. Blame it on your boyfriend? Not her son? No. <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> no way. I think it's going to be worse. So do you, what do you want us to do? Do you want us to poll the audience right now? Do you want us to, to, to sort of figure out? We'll yes, get we'll get like a, We'll get like a good giant majority going for you. Uh, okay. Do so it. So that's a question. If you're just tuning in, um, uh, we're talking to Diana and your boyfriend painting a house, um, his mom's place, because you guys are going to be moving in. And throughout the course of painting, you somehow consistently are breaking all of your boyfriend's mother's things. Uh, the good luck Portuguese rooster, uh, picture frame, the vase, the mug, all of this stuff. And you're putting it back together with super glue. And the question is, in a situation like this, should you come clean and tell your future mother-in-law, possibly, uh, that you're breaking all her stuff? Uh, do you take it to the grave or do you force the boyfriend to uh, take the blame? So I say yes. What do you say, Ross? Come on, Ross. You do know you're my favorite. I know. I can Nobody tell asks. in your voice. <laughs> <laughs> um, I truly think that in a situation like this, I think that the boyfriend needs to step up. I think the boy. Oh, I, think, I like that. I think the boyfriend needs to take the heat on this. Really? I, re- I really do. No way. I, I think really, it's Diana's. I really do. I think it's Diana's responsibility. These relationships Mocha, between. It's a rooster, a Portuguese rooster. Uh, yeah. Diana, it's a rooster, a Portuguese good luck rooster. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Uh, I I really think that the boyfriend needs to step in here and at least take half of the blame. And like he needs he needs to be involved because these relationships with uh, with with women and your your future mother in law they can become so toxic out of the gate. And this right now is the kind of thing, the exact kind of thing. If she finds out you broke her good luck Portuguese rooster, I guarantee you. I guarantee you. Twenty years from now you're still going to be hearing about it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> okay, so it's 925-555, uh, or shoot us a call if you want to, uh, 416-870-8888. Uh, we'll get the audience on this. So should you come clean and take the blame? Uh, should you take it to the grave, or should the boyfriend take the heat? Sounds good. Thank you, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Here's the situation. Diana, who we talked to a couple minutes ago, is moving in with her boyfriend into her boyfriend's parents' place. The mom's still still there. And in the process of, like, painting the place and getting the place all fixed up, Diana has been breaking multiple items. <laughs> Not on purpose, by accident. Uh, one of which is a good luck rooster, a Portuguese good luck rooster. She broke a picture frame. She broke a mug. She's breaking all the mom's stuff. And she's trying her best to uh, super glue everything back together. As if it never happened. Now, the question is, you're moving into this lady's house. Do you tell her the truth that you are responsible for breaking all the things? So the choices were this. Do you come clean to maybe your future mother-in-law and say, I broke all your stuff? Do you keep it quiet and say nothing? Or should the boyfriend, is my opinion, should the boyfriend step up and take the heat off you and take the blame for breaking the stuff? I say tell the truth right away. because you're an honest guy. It'll make living in that house a lot easier. No, easier (laughs) that this lady hears directly from your mouth that you are accidentally breaking. All her things? The things, yes. 
So Diana's on hold still, so she's going to hear all of this too, and then we'll come back and talk to her after this so she can get your opinion on it, everybody. Let me go through some text. Please. Tell the truth. If she finds out after the fact, it's going to look sneaky that she hit it in the first place. And this person then texted again 45 seconds later. That simply reads, never mind, I agree with Ross. <laughs> but let me tell you why it's always going to be sneaky. Because that rooster and that picture frame and that mug aren't sitting there in piles. It's going to seem sneaky because she already tried to put it all back together with super glue. Okay, listen to this. Yes. Depends on how superstitious her mother-in-law is, in my opinion. <laughs> like, if she strongly believes this rooster gives good luck, yeah. if she gets bad luck, you don't want to have it fall on you if she finds out the rooster isn't 100%. Oh, if she no. isn't that superstitious and the rooster looks good, uh -huh. I'd say <laughs> it stay under the rug. Yeah. Another person wrote, nah, girl, take that to the grave. Do not tell his mom. <laughs> Another text, definitely tell her the truth. Another text, fess up, lady. You are crazy. Are you crazy? That comes to us from Amanda. Thank you for that. Uh, keep it to yourself, Diana. If she finds something that's broken, sympathize, apologize, deny. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that text, Jackie. Uh, let's go to the phones. Um, so I definitely think that she should not tell the mother anything. O-M-G. Um, what? Yeah. Yeah, no. I, I've i been in that position before, too, and I'm, like, terrified of mother-in-laws, so I just wouldn't. I just keep hiding the or just going to step out. Yeah, I'm telling you. Um, and then, because I mean, no. realistically, if she's like a diehard, like Portuguese woman, she probably has a million roosters. Is she really going to miss this one? Wow. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm with you. I don't think, I think that the boy, no I, I personally, way. for me, I say, I say the boyfriend needs to step up and take some of the heat for this. No, 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 That's no. what you yeah. do. I say, yeah. tell it's the it's truth. No. Wow. <laughs> Thanks, Vicky. <laughs> Hi, Irina. It's Ron Zamoka. What Hi. do you think? No, don't say anything. No. Put it what? to bed. Where are all my truth seekers out there? <gasps> no, but she's moving yeah. into the lady's house. Yes, so that's, that's why you don't say anything. That's why you don't say anything. It's starting off on a bad note. Thank she's you. Gonna oh. keep it Yes. And, and if it does, and if it does turn out, if she does see the, the the stuff that's broken, shouldn't the boyfriend say, "Yeah, mom, I'm so sorry about that. I bumped it off the thing and broke it. I tried to fix it for you." Don't you think the boyfriend mm. should take some of the heat? Uh, do other people live in the house? Yeah, they're both going I to. No, but other oh. than the two of them. Oh, so you say what? Like, blame it on the cat? Oh, my God. <laughs> blame it on somebody else? <laughs> no, Irina. Irina, absolutely not. Thank right. you. Thank you. Yo, Hanosha, uh, what do you think? I definitely think that if the boyfriend should take the heat. That's what? The boyfriend should take the heat. I agree with you, Ross. Yeah, the oh boyfriend the boyfriend should take the heat. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Because no. I'm just I'm just thinking of the scenario right now, okay? So if if we were at like my mother's house, yeah. okay, and Catherine and I were in the kitchen. And Catherine bumped something off the counter that meant something to my mom, yeah. right? And it hit the floor and it smashed. And my mom jumped up off the couch and walked into the kitchen and saw one of her favorite things smashed on the floor. Would I point my finger at Catherine? No, no, no. no. I understand, like, if it's one thing. But this girl, the yeah. Diana, is breaking, like, multiple items. I would take the heat on like, all of them. On every single on one? On every single no, one of them. you got to tell the truth. you got to tell the truth. No. Damn, Hanosha. Thank you so no. much, girl. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Oh my God, dude. The phone lines are blowing up. The text line is blowing up as well. Okay, so the question was we were talking to, what's the name again? 
Diana. Diana. We were talking to Diana. Diana has a boyfriend. They are moving in together, but where they're moving into is his mother's house. And they were doing a whole bunch of painting, moving some furniture around, and Diana started to break things. What she was breaking was like the mom's stuff, her boyfriend's mother's stuff, like the Portuguese good luck rooster, a good mug, a picture frame, all these things. And then started super gluing things back together and hoping for the best. So the question then became, if you're in this situation, yeah. in Diana's situation, mm-hmm. what do you do? Because we, we, we figure that you got three choices. You can either come clean to the mother, tell her everything that happened. You can either say nothing and take it to the grave, hope she never finds out. Or the boyfriend can step up and take the heat and say that he broke the things his own self. So, Roz, your opinion is... The boyfriend needs to do the boyfriend thing. Okay. And take the heat off her. I... If she finds out. Mocha, say, tell the truth, fess up to to the mom. Uh, The text that we're getting, boyfriend, take the blame. Along with what you were saying, Roz. Right, absolutely. Uh, Somebody else said, uh, buy her new, nicer things so she doesn't even pay attention to her old stuff. Oh, wow. Fake it till you make it. Wow. That comes to us from Jasmine. Yeah. Uh, what mom? What the mom doesn't know won't hurt her. Right. Reads another text. I know Maury's opinion is that it doesn't. He doesn't even know which one it is. Just whichever one comes with more lying. That's the one you do, <laughs> right, Maury? Yes. Another text. OMG! Tell her, Jesus. Nope. Moving into her house and you're already lying to her. <laughs> Agreed. Hey, what's going on? It's Razamoka. Hi there. What do you think? Definitely would not. Put it on the boyfriend. Men are simple creatures. They don't know how to lie. It, she's going to read it right off his face. She's going to pierce with those piercing eyes and her gut. She's going to read her son is lying, and that's going to make her even more pissed off. So mm. she needs to come clean. But I don't. I don't feel any remorse in her voice. She's laughing about it. I don't know if she knows how how important the Portuguese chicken is. And what's oh, no. oh no! Oh no! Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Do you have one at home, Anna? And does it bring you good luck? I don't. I'm Italian. We don't believe in the Portuguese uh, chicken. We got a whole bunch of other stuff. So what do you care? Thank you, Anna. All right. Sorry. What's that, again? We have five. Five. We have. Five. Yeah, you should do an experiment tonight and uh, break one and see what Matthew says. <laughs> <laughs> hey, it's Roz and Mocha. What's your name? I'm Elizabeth. All right, Elizabeth, what do you think of this situation? Okay, well, I'm Portuguese and I have the Portuguese rooster, so she's better off telling the truth because even if her uh, boyfriend gets involved, the mother-in-law is still going to talk about it for 20 years. <laughs> <laughs> But here's this is what you want to avoid, okay? You want to avoid years from now. They're going to be at dinner, and uh, she's going to drop her fork, and it's going to hit the side of the plate. And you know what the mom's going to say? Oh, surprise! It didn't break like the chicken. You know, what I mean? like do you have to? You're right. always always breaking my stuff. Like I don't think you know, I like, know, but you can't deal with that, man. I don't you can't know. deal with that. For I your regardless, life. tell the truth. Regardless, if uh, she like, even if she holds in and she finds out later, it's going to be ten times worse. Thanks so much. No problem. Thank you. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. This is insane, man. Uh huh. I cannot, cannot believe this. So the story goes, we were talking to Diana, who's on hold. We're going to talk to her in a couple of seconds. And she called us to say that she and her boyfriend were moving into 
his mother's house. And they were the opportunity to paint things, move some furniture around, all this stuff, kind of make it theirs. The mom still lives there. And during all of this, Diana kept breaking all the mom's stuff. She broke her uh, Portuguese good luck chicken. She broke a good mug, a picture frame. Um, And at the time, she was just kept her mouth shut. She got the super glue out, did her best to put everything back together. And then the question was, she didn't know what to do. The question was, in a situation like this, dealing with possibly your future mother-in-law, do you come clean and tell her you broke all her things? Yes. Do you say nothing and take it to the grave? No. Or does the boyfriend need to step up and take some of the heat off you? And if it does come out that she realizes that this stuff was broken and put back together, should he say that it was him? Um, these texts that we're getting, by the way, mm-hmm. own up and tell the truth. Reads one, which is what I agree with. Somebody said, Diana, take that ish to your grave. Yep. <laughs> Uh, I'm accident prone too. And trust me, they never forget. No. Another one says that absolutely boyfriend has to take the blame. His mother will for- forgive her son. Oh, yep. So. Uh, Diana's on the phone. After hearing everything, what do you think? I have, honestly, guys, I'm so glad I haven't said anything. <laughs> oh my God, Diana! <laughs> no, Mocha, I can't. Oh my God. No, I. I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't. Diana! Yeah. So after hearing from everybody, your choices were to come clean to your uh, your boyfriend's mother about all her stuff that you broke while you guys were fixing the house up, uh, to either say nothing at all and take it to the grave, or have your boyfriend take some of that heat for you. So where are you leaning now? It would be... So if he... So if she does find out, like if she does question us, he would he would take the heat. There definitely. we go. Yeah, he will. <laughs> Why am I the only one clapping in here? For everything, though, all Diana? Of it. All of it. All of it? All of it. Oh, my God. All of it. Diana. Yeah. All Sorry, of Mom, it. You, really, you have, honestly, you have a nice heart. Yeah. And my heart is nice, no. too, but I can't. No. <laughs> no. I am not applauding. I cannot support this at all. I am not supporting this. Honestly, you should get my sister-in-law on the phone and see what she thinks. No, no. I don't want to talk to nobody in your family. Diana, much love. Thank you, girl. Bye, love. Thank you. Bye, guys. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Man, I kind of feel bad for A-Rod. Why? Because the story... I guess he was with J-Lo forever. He was with J-Lo and he was like real happy. And then remember when they broke up and he was like, he was posting pictures of like pictures of him and J-Lo with sad music and she was just out there like living her best life without him, not doing the same thing. Didn't he post a photo of like... An empty dinner plate. Like he sat at the table. <laughs> there was yeah. There was one picture. There was one that place he setting where he was there with his kids eating dinner, That's and there was, was there was still a place at the table that had a plate. Yeah. Like it was a place setting, but nobody was sat there. Um, yeah. So I, I felt bad because it's not like there was big rumors where he messed around on her or there was any sort of thing. They, they just broke up, and then I felt real bad because he started looking real sad on social media, and you know. Nobody likes to get trolled when they're heartbroken, but when you're A-Rod, you just can't help it. Like sometimes stuff just follows you, especially when, you know, you're a New Yorker and you're dealing with Boston fans. Oh, no. And so this is people from behind the crowd. So when they shoot um, the the baseball postgame shows outside where like there's a crowd behind you and everything else. So Uh A-Rod's there the other night and he's just trying to talk baseball. And as he's trying to talk baseball, Boston fans are in the crowd and you couldn't really hear it on television. 
But this is what J Lo. Uh, this is what A Rod heard while he was just trying to talk baseball. Listen to this. Oh, you bunch of jerks. Right? Are they chanting J-Lo? Yes. <laughs> and, and not just like one jerk chanting oh, J-Lo. No. That's a bunch of jerks chanting That's J-Lo. That's like all of Boston at the exact Play. same time. J-Lo, I'll play you another clip, too. So imagine you're A-Rod, right? Still heartbroken, obviously. Still heartbroken, obviously. Of course. And you got to hear this. Oh, man, over and over again. And then you're just sitting there doing the uh, MLB postgame show, just trying to do your best, talk baseball, something that gets you out of your own head. Yeah. You know, you forget about the broken heart and the relationship and everything else. And then you got your bronies like this standing right behind you yelling this. Hey, A-Rod, what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? Oh, no. How do you like them apples? Oh, no. <laughs> Yo. Y'all are such jerks out there in Boston. Don't ever go to Boston. People are so oh, mean. No. Hey, A-Rod, what's your favorite Ben Affleck movie? A-Rod, Ben Affleck's got J-Lo. How do you like them apples? Imagine you turned around and he was like, actually, it really hurt. Yeah, it was man. a bad breakup. Yeah. <laughs> and answer question number one, Justice League. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Dune finally drops after being delayed a couple of times. In theaters tomorrow, Jason Momoa, Dave Batista, Stellan Skarsgård. A lot of Timothy, people are excited. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, it's a stellar cast. Um... David Mori had a chance to talk with uh, Dave Batista, former WWE superstar, uh, and also Stellan Skarsgård for this new Dune movie. Now, the last time Dave Batista and David Mori talked, just the two of them, was in 2014, right before Guardians of the Galaxy right. had released. Guardians now, like, beloved, Please. right? Yeah. By people everywhere. Back then, for the kind of average Marvel Cinematic Universe fan who may not have known too much about the guardians or nothing at all or nothing at all yeah. about who the characters are uh wanted to wish dave batista good luck on this movie sure so let's go back to 2014 here's how that encounter went well you know what uh, whenever we have people in or whatever they always say you know if you rub my belly for good luck the movie will be number well, one that's so what never happened by the way just completely <laughs> do you want to rub my belly or what for uh, good luck I, you i thought you were gonna rub my belly no no you have to rub my <laughs> belly dude i'm have the good luck belly <laughs> no that's you not have the way. no belly. that's not I the way it works <laughs> <laughs> you rub my belly for good luck we'll rub each other's bellies <laughs> is that what we're gonna okay <laughs> so then like nobody okay, rub yeah. each other's no belly. it's too bad i can't believe that i can't believe that he was giving you he was i actually opened the door was open to rub his belly <laughs> and you were just so into your bit like your gimmick yeah. that you didn't even lean and over like, and you know it's so weird about david because like i follow his career as a wwe wrestler yeah. right yeah is that on his belly he like around his belly button yeah. he's got that tattoo yes. of, like the sun or something yeah. like that a symbol right so. so wild. So into the gimmick. He wouldn't he just wouldn't let it go. No. At all. Uh, so uh, David Mori tried to shoot a shot again with Dave Batista when uh, talking about the new Dune movie. Back 
2014, <laughs> you and I hung out together, and I told you that rubbing my belly would bring great luck to the movie we were talking about at that time, and you suggested we rub each other's bellies. <laughs> what, are, what are our plans for Dune? I know it's virtual, but are we rubbing bellies again? Uh, well, <laughs> I guess we could. I think uh, virtually it might be easier to fist bump. Oh, well, but it's the belly that brings luck. So should we rub yeah. our bellies on the cameras? I mean, I guess we could, but I feel like you're just going to get like a screen full of crotch. <laughs> <laughs> it didn't happen. Wow. Also, you lied to Dave wow. Batista. Yeah. You had was... this great idea that we were going <laughs> to rub each other's bellies. <laughs> hey, is Dave Batista the best wrestler turned actor? What? Is he the is Dave Batista the best the best like wrestler turned actor? Is he the best actor who came from WWE? No, what about The Rock? No, Dave Batista is a better actor than The Rock. No, he is yeah, not. He is. Yeah, he Absolutely is. not. 100%. What about John Cena? John Cena. John Cena? No, no, no. Dave Batista is a better actor than John Cena. No. What? Yeah. If I had to list yeah. actors who came from wrestling, yeah. right? Out of those 3, my ranking would go The Rock, John Cena, Dave Batista. I don't I I disagree because The Rock can't do drama. I don't even think Dave Batista can do drama yes, that well. Absolutely. I, he can. can do drama, but I don't think he can do it well. I think he's I think he's the I think hands he's down. He's getting I think he's getting I think there. hands down pants down Dave Batista has the his is the best at the craft of acting out of all the wow, actors that have come out of WWE. Anyway, continue. My apologies. Uh, no, but Dave Batista uh, in this new Dune movie, dropping tomorrow. Damn it, Mori talking to him. Congratulations. Holy hell, this was so good. There are a lot of people extremely excited for this movie. You've lived it. You've probably seen it. How do you think people will feel after leaving the theater? Well, hopefully yeah. they'll feel like you feel. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, that they they they've experienced something unique in, in and and I mean it's a it's a cinematic experience that is a proper film and should be seen in the in the theaters. It's uh, uh, welcome back cinema. Yeah, I think I think the way you feel is, is the way we all felt, and we hope that everybody feels um, because it is. It's just such a it's a, a beautiful film. So I think that's it. I think it's just such a beautiful experience, and it did. It really brings people back to. To cinema, I think people have been craving this. And then uh, Maury asks Stellan Skarsgård, who's that also was, in the movie. That was Stellan at the Stellan beginning. Stellan at the very beginning. Does he yeah. play a bad guy in this? Don't spoil it, but because he plays such a good bad guy. He's great. And uh, Maury asked a question regarding his acting ability in this movie and about his kids, who are also actors. Mm -hmm. Alexander Skarsgård yeah. and Bill. Which one played Pennywise in It? It was Bill, right? Was it Bill? Huh? Yeah, because yeah, Alexander is the uh, the. I know him. Well, I think when I hear his name, I think of um, he was the terrible husband, Nicole Kidman's husband yeah. in Big Little Lies. Yeah, he was the giant vampire in True Blood. Oh, I never watched True right? Blood. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, so this is Damon Moore with Stellan Skarsgård. Now, Stellan, is this the movie that will make your famous actor kids jealous? <laughs> Yeah, I hope so. I hope every film I make will make them jealous. I'm, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm really trying to make their life as miserable as possible. <laughs> I mean, they, they, they are they are younger, they're better looking, they're more talented, so I have to go for them all the time. And then all he has to do is sitting around the, the dinner table and say, Dune. <laughs> oh, in your face, kids. Uh, so there you go. That's uh, Stone Skarsgård and um, Dave Batista from the new movie Dune, which drops tomorrow. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. So, Adele, huh? Yeah, dog.
was it the was it the same reaction that it was when Hello was released <coughs> all them years ago? Oh, dude. Because I'm reading a couple articles, and mm. I think that people just really wanted to lean that way, right? Mm. Oh, first of all, we're talking about Adele, Adele, Adele. Yes, we are. <laughs> Chet Hanks, Shava Hanks. Um, I, I think that people went sort of mining Twitter for that same sort of reaction because when when Hello hit all those years ago, I think that that reaction of people listening to it and crying their eyes out was legitimate. I think that people really, I don't know what was going on at that time, what was happening. The world seemed like it was a better place when Adele re- re- released Hello. Six years ago? Yeah, the world was a, was a much different place, a much sort of calmer, peaceful, more kind world. Yeah. Uh, but, and, and so I think that people maybe hadn't been so emotional because what was there to be emotional about? And then Adele releases Hello, and all of a sudden everybody gets in everyone's their feelings. Like, oh, everyone's like, oh, that's where those feelings yes, were. Yes. Deep right? down, I buried yes. them. Thank you, Adele. Yeah, and so I feel now I'm just sort of going through the reaction where it's like, you know, Adele made me want to get a divorce and, and all this stuff. But I think that people are sort of mining social media right now. Uh, I don't want to say trying to manufacture that same reaction, but that reaction to hello was just so genuine um, that I don't see that same reaction. But that's not a slight on anybody, right? No, I think it, it's going to take think, a little bit of time because the song like literally just came out. But yeah, and, uh, but it was instantaneous uh, when they saw when they heard hello, though. It was first right. listen. It was that initial reaction of uh-huh. crying when you first listened to when you first listened to uh, "Hello," Shem. My, th- I, I, I definitely hear your point. I wonder if people are just kind of tired from COVID and that's what I mean. It's a different time. You know what I mean? It's just a different We're so time. Emotional. Right? We're, we, everything's emotional right yeah, now, right? Yeah, absolutely. Everything's emotional. I have not heard the song yet. Oh, you haven't? I haven't. So the the music video, which is out right now, trending number one, like almost 16 million views already. Yeah. yeah. No surprise here because it's Adele. But the 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 house, so the, the whole video is black and white. Yes. And then at a part of the song, kind of like the climax of the song, everything switches to full color. Okay. When Adele, like, Beautiful. in the song, like, that. comes to the realization that she has overcome We're this done. this big thing that she you know the divorce and like she's moving on with her life but in the music video the house that's featured in the video there's a for sale sign and she's packing up all her crap and she's taken off from the house and then there's portions of the music video where she's in the house and it's just like littered with um she's there's a table she's sitting on a chair and it's just like music sheets all over the place right yeah but that house is the same house from her hello music video no. Yes. Really? Oh, yeah. good for so her. So everything ties good together. And we found out this week that this entire album, this new album from Adele, which is called 30, and it's coming out on November 19th, um, the whole album she goes through, it's mainly talking about like her divorce. Yeah. Right? Yeah. So this is a very emotional album. You want to talk about feelings. She really, really uh, gets into her feelings in this album. Uh, but the music video, again, it just ties into mm. that period of her life when she was releasing the track Hello gotcha, from, gotcha, from gotcha. six years ago. Okay, okay. So there you go. Uh, brand new music from Adele out right now. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Um, so Vogue asked Adele, 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 Adele. Um, what her last meal would be. And I want to play this for you, Mocha, because I have a follow-up question. Okay. With what Adele 
said. So they asked Adele what her last meal would be. And so here's Adele sort of breaking that down. And then I got a question for you. My ideal meal, my death row meal, my last meal would be a chicken nugget with a Big Mac and then fries. That's my three course. I eat at least once a week. Okay. So So McDonald's, right? So uh, one chicken McNugget? So she said a chicken McNugget. I'm guessing she means like six nuggets. Let's say six nuggets. Sure. So she said six nuggets, um, a Big Mac, and fries. Mm. And then she says, that would be my three-course meal. Three-course? Oh, okay. So that's one course. Yeah. So no, is she it, then saying the McNugget is the appetizer? Yes. And the Big Mac is the main course. And right. the fries are the See, dessert? Yes. As somebody who's had this exact meal many times. Who I, hasn't? It makes it sound special. Yeah. I'm just like Adele. I've also had chicken yeah. McNuggets <laughs> and a Big Mac and fries. No, you're not that unique. Jesus but Christ. I used to start with the McNuggets as the appetizer and leave the Big Mac and the fries until I was finished that. No, no. But so that's still, that. it's still that's one a, meal. Yeah, that's part of the same meal. I it's don't think one so. I, meal. The McNuggets are your starter. No, it's no, one that's meal. One, no, the McNuggets is what you no, eat first, but, but it's board, all part of the same the meal. The Big Mac and the fries, that is a meal on its own. Okay. And so, then they look at, at the McDonald's world, right. the McNuggets are a separate meal. So when you go to McDonald's, you walk up and say, can I get six McNuggets? They give you six McNuggets. Then you go and you sit and you eat six McNuggets. And then you go back up and you order your burger well, and fries. No, because you're at the counter. You order them all at the same time. Oh, one but, meal. But one go, meal. Can I get, you know, well, the meal is considered the Big Mac and the fries. Okay. That's your meal. So if I get if, if I get Maury's super secret order, which again, what was it? You actually ate so like McNuggets chicken McNuggets, Big Mac and fries. Yes. Okay. okay, never heard of such a thing. Wow. Um, <laughs> it's one of those. Um, what do you call it? <laughs> like menu. off menu. Off menu. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Off menu I know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we have to lean in to the, to the person <laughs> taking your order. Excuse um, me. Okay, but what? Okay. So anyway, I'm not going to argue this with you. It's one meal, yeah, right? Like when you yeah. think when you think sort of like three course meal. This is this is one meal. Mm-hmm. But, but at uh, McDonald's, how do you separate meals then? Everything is you basically don't. the same. You don't. You go for, you just go and you order and you eat. Like it's not, it's not, there's no appetite. Unless, because I would understand maybe, maybe, maybe had she said Frosty in there. Or had she said some sort of dessert item in there? Maybe I could then break that down into appetizer, main, the, and dessert. The McNuggets are in a separate box. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. doesn't matter, man. Um, so, so anyway, so that is Adele. I'm shocked that Adele, with everything that sort of she has access to, right? Yeah. I'm shocked that it would be as simple as McNuggets, Big Mac, and fries as what she would choose as her last meal. But maybe that meal. for her is her like, not her cheat meal, but like the one thing that she eats throughout the week that brings her, you know, like that, that satisfies that, that craving. Right. Right. Maybe she's just so health conscious that that, McNugget Big Mac fries is the one thing that she can just indulge. But as a but last my, meal? But my problem is this, is that your last meal should be something you like, mm-hmm. right? Like when you get asked that question, what's your sort of death row meal? What's your last meal, right? When your last meal, when you're tasked with thinking of that, it shouldn't be something that there's a chance that you may have had the day before, <laughs> It right. should be a little bit more special than that, yeah. right? Like if you, like if your last meal winds up being that, 
McNuggets, as Adele said, Big Mac and fries. If that winds up being your last meal where somebody it's noted, right? Like, let's say in the census, you had to write down in the census what your last meal would be in case you're ever in a position where somebody needs to provide you with your last meal. Right. It shouldn't be something that you eat regularly because you may have had that already that day. Yeah, it should be something special. It should be something a little bit more special, yeah. right? Like steak and, like, king crab. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Or, or, or... Like a massive banana something, split. Something like that, right? Yeah. Like something that maybe they got to work a little bit and it buys you maybe 45 minutes of time on yeah. Earth. Right? Yeah. Something like that. But it like should be... Like a porterhouse steak. Yes. That takes like an hour something. to cook perfectly. Yeah. Braised ribs. <laughs> right? That's a three-hour meal. Right? Yeah. It's a three-hour meal. something that, like... Shows up in a bag 45 seconds after you order That's, it. And, and, is, and, and is almost <laughs> unedible 20 minutes after that. Yeah. Like, you have to actually rush through your last meal. Yeah, yeah. You want to savor your last meal. I agree. Right? You want to savor your last meal. Uh, but anyway, that is, according to Adele, what her last meal would be. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Let's go, Raptors! Tonight is the big night, 7.30, Scotiabank Arena, full capacity, 20,000 strong. Cannot wait to cheer on the Toronto Raptors as they mm. look to take on the Washington Wizards. OG Ananobi, power forward, on deck. This guy's just a monster, man. Toronto, about 2,000 kilometers away. OG to the rim with a slam dunk. How about this? OG two-handed slam. OG, oh my, on the weak side with the putback. Hello! The steal. OG to the rim. Oh my! Hello! The reverse slam dunk. Back to OG. I love it. Sees a leg. Oh my! Come on! Oh, oh my! Just a beast on the court, a beast with the Raptors. It. But when you see OG Ananobi uh, doing an interview, he's very much a quiet guy. Very much, yeah. Shockingly. Very held back. Yeah. Uh, doesn't really say much. Uh, which is why it was perfect for OG Ananobi to talk to Damon Mori oh, on no. the Samoka show. Because Damon Mori can get very excited, get very animated, yes. and try to get the best out of people. But sure. when you're talking to somebody who is amazing on the court, but a little bit more reserved uh, off the court, this is what you get. Yes, OG, what's going on, buddy? I'm good, how are you? I am good, I'm good. <laughs> are you ready? No pressure, new season, are you ready? Oh, yeah, of course. You don't sound excited. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm ready, of course. Okay. What do you do emotionally to get ready for a new season? You've had some time off. What do you do to sort of be like, okay, it's time to work again? Uh, nothing, really. Just, <laughs> I don't know, work out the whole summer, and then, like, when it's, like, September, October, come back to Toronto, get ready for the new season. So nothing, really. <laughs> okay. All right. So if we can't go down that avenue, um, why don't we get a little bit more personal? Sure. Yeah, please. Right. Really get to know. Would love to. OG Would and get him to. to talk about something that means uh, that only he could really answer. Maybe he'll be a little bit more animated. Now, is there something, I guess, um, on a game day that you eat differently? Like what is a game day meal for you? Um, a game day meal is like two yeah. eggs. Yeah. Or like some scrambled eggs, a fruit medley, um, maybe a piece of toast or something. <laughs> that doesn't sound like a lot of food for a big guy. <laughs> no, it doesn't. Bro, eating more protein. 
Right? That's like a, Maybe pack on some more carbs in like there. You're gonna, you get a head rush coming off that bench. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Right? <laughs> so maybe to uh, to lighten the, the, the mood as David Mori continues his conversation with OG Ananobi from your Toronto Raptors. A piece of toast. Uh, a, yeah. A piece of toast. Not enough carbs, bro. Um, maybe try to get a little bit more animated. Yes. Live in the mood. Sure. Tell some jokes. Absolutely. I have some basketball jokes for you. Are you cool with some jokes? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, <laughs> here we go. Why was Cinderella kicked off the basketball team? Okay, here we go. Um, well, you don't have to try and figure it out. You kind of like you know how jokes work, right? <laughs> okay, so you want me to try to guess? No, because no, okay. you're supposed. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, what's no? You're supposed to just go like I don't know. Okay, I don't know. Uh, she but kept, was, but, yeah, because she kept running away from the ball. Because she kept running away from the ball. Okay. Okay. Um, <laughs> how do basketball players stay cool during a game? How do basketball players stay cool during a game? By okay, I don't know. They stand near the fans. Okay. Stand near the fans. Yeah. That's a good. It's <laughs> really good. Okay, last one. Why did the basketball good. player go to prison? Why did the basketball player go to prison? I have no idea. Why? Be- because he shot the ball. Because he shot the ball. That's great. <laughs> I love that one. That's my favorite. No, but you're not nice. laughing. <laughs> oh, I am laughing. I'm smiling. That's Uh-oh. more important. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Not, that's why <laughs> nothing takes the wind out of your sails like telling a Cinderella joke and immediately afterwards wondering if you have to actually explain Cinderella. Yeah. <laughs> right? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, we look forward to cheering on our Toronto Raptors tonight when they take on the Washington Wizards. Uh, big shout out, mad love going out to uh, OG Ananobi for having fun with us here on the Roz and Mocha Show. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Go Raptors, go! Today is the day. Your Toronto Raptors return to Scotiabank Arena, 7.30 Eastern, to play the Washington Wizards. The Raptors haven't played in front of a full house, full capacity house. In a regular season game. In a regular season at Scotiabank Arena since February of 2020. That's crazy. Uh, yesterday, the Toronto Raptors tweeted out a video. It's kind of like their welcome home, welcome to the season video featuring various shots of an empty Scotiabank arena. Right. And a couple of shots of like them setting stuff up and whatever. This is what it sounds like. Welcome home. How long has it been? 584 days. 584 since we've had our family at home. They say distance makes the heart grow fonder. I think distance has made us realize what we really missed. Do you remember the feeling? 20,000 fans chanting. That hometown energy. Well, we're back and we're ready. Yeah. So hype for the Raptors season. So hype to see the team suit up again tonight inside of Scotiabank Arena. Uh, to celebrate that, Shem, who works here on the Ronza Mocha Show, 
put together a very special song for the Toronto Raptors to get the city amped, to get the city hype, to get Raptors Nation right across the country in that mindset, that championship mindset to kick off the new season. Are you ready for this? Yeah. Shem from the Raza Mocha Show, y'all. Sexy for this game, I post up in the lane. Check out my fadeaway. I trust Messiah all day. Best in the NBA, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for the ball. You know this team is tall. This year will shock them all, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for the East. We the North, we are beasts. This team has Fred Van Bleet, yeah, yeah. Okay, alright, that's fine, okay. Champagne, Bonga, Utah, Watanabe. And we got the rookies, Delano and Scotty. And the boys from Canada, Bursch and Chris Boucher. Okay, alright, that's fine. Okay. Precious V, Malachi, and Goran Dragic. Gary Trent hitting threes, that boy is magic. Sam Decker, super rookie, David Johnson. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, this team is about it. Man, forget the haters, we don't care if you doubt us. OG Fred, Spicy P, Nick Nurse, they got us. We the North, we turn it up, shout out to the Raptors. Yeah, hey, let's go. I'm too sexy for this game, I post up in the lane. Check out my fadeaway, I trust Messiah all day. Best in the NBA, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for the ball, you know this team is tall. This year will shock them all, yeah, yeah. I'm too sexy for the East. We the North, we are beasts. This team has Fred Van Bleet. yeah, yeah. Ooh. I like that. There you go, like your Toronto that. Raptors back in action tonight. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Woke up today with some real bad news, guys. Oh, no, what happened? My Toronto Raptors lost. Oh. Did they lose or did they get crushed? I mean, the score was 98-83. Yeah. Um, I watched the first quarter. I watched a little bit of the second quarter, and then I went to bed. Yeah. And I was hype. Wore my Raptors shirt all day yesterday. At at the half, it was ugly, though, huh? Oh, it was real bad. Yeah. Um, It sucks to see because of all the sort of celebration and ceremony and everything else before the game. Like, had this just been their second game? I know. Would have been okay. Uh, 19,800 fans inside of Scotiabank Arena last night. It was incredible to see. It was so good to see the hometown show up for the team. And they did this great, like, intro right before they started the broadcast. Yeah. um, Showing various parts of the city and showing, like, fans wearing their Raptors gear and fans uh, saying some nice words to the Raptors and everything. And then you see the inside of Scotiabank Arena and the place was packed. And then Cardinal Official came out and he performed, hometown hero, he performs in front of everyone. And before they do the big intro, uh, the crowd is going nuts. And... Fred Van Vliet is standing there with the rest of the team, and he's got a mic in his hand, and he says this. It looks good in here, man. It looks very good in here. Um, Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be home. We just want to thank you on behalf of my teammates and the Raptors organization. 
Thank you for your continued support. We all are excited about this year. So let's get it started off the right way. Let's get it. I mean, the place just erupts, right? Yeah, yeah. And then partway through the first quarter, it was like, oh, no. We're in trouble already. Well, it's, it's interesting. Years ago, I was talking to um, a hockey player who he wasn't he wasn't a leaf and he was saying how much teams absolutely despise what? playing in games where before their game there's some sort of big ceremony going on oh. whether whether it's an honoring of something whether it's a retiring maybe? no because it's too much nonsense Oh, right. Because they have a job to do that yeah, they're focused it's too on. Too much nonsense, and everybody's got to get there early. And if you're on, if you're like, if you're standing on the ice or on the court for two, like, it's just too much nonsense. Right. And it just takes you out of the game. And uh, and last night, I sort of got that sense a little bit that I I like to me last night. So a little bit of a wash. I know for the most part, new team, everything else. A lot of guys ain't there. Yeah. I finally realized. I was like, hey, where's how's, where's Kyle? Oh, right. You yeah, he don't, play for us yeah no more. he don't play for us no also, more. Also, regular season completely different from preseason because they exactly. rocked it in the preseason, exactly. right? Exactly. But that I to me those nights like last night where it's a big giant thing, yeah. it's kind of a it's kind of and a And I wash. know it was only game 1, right? It was only yes. game 1, but yes. still it was very special because it was the first time uh in they said like 600 days or something yeah. since the Raptors played at days. home yes. in front of a big big a long massive time. crowd, yeah. right? Shem, you watched yeah. the uh, the game last night, right? I did, and the score is not indicative of how badly they lost, I yeah. should just say. Uh, and you're right. The, uh, professional athletes being one, you know, used to being one myself, if you can't tell. Um, they are all about routine. <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I don't even know what he's talking about, but I don't want to call him on it in case I'm wrong. <laughs> just in case. <laughs> They're all about routine, though, right? Yes. And a big ceremony like that throws them off completely. Yeah, yeah so yeah. not um, But Fred Van Vliet of the uh, Toronto Raptors did appreciate the crowd. Here's what he said during the, uh, the post-game co- um, press conference. I thought that it was a great intro celebration it didn't really help us but uh you know it was it was a moment like there's a playoff atmosphere in there for sure for game one which is um other than the ring ceremony you know that was like 1a 1b it was pretty close but uh it's playoff atmosphere we're we're pretty far from that level of playoff contention so we gotta build ourselves up to get there and again it was only game one all right raptors got a full full season next game is tomorrow night in boston against the celtics go raptors go the Roz and mocha show podcast podcast let me play this for you real quick there's a guy who goes to the mall and he's like totally trolling sales associates at that's rude different stores okay asking for popular brand name clothing that everybody knows but he's just saying the names of the clothing wrong okay. of the brands wrong okay he's doing it on purpose gotcha obviously, yes right Listen to this. More sells Gucci clothes. What you call it? Gucci. Gucci. G U C C I. Oh, Gucci. Where can I find the Kelvin Clean products? Dave and Clean. Kelvin Clean. It's called Calvin Clean. I was looking for a Versace. Sorry. Versace. Versace. You know where the Gavinchai department is? Which department? Gavinchai. Givenchy. <laughs> what section carries Louis Vuitton items? Can you spell it out? L O U I S. Oh, Louis Vuitton. Oh, Louis. It's Louis, like Luigi. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you remember that scene? Was it Showgirls? Where, where, never seen where, that movie. You never seen Showgirls? Where she was no. trying to sound fancy and uh, somebody was like, hey, I like your bag. And she's like, thank you. It's Versace. <laughs> uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> was that on TikTok? Yeah. yeah. yeah people are animals, man. I guess. It's better than like some of the prank videos, what right? What did he call Calvin Klein? Yeah, Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein. More sells goose eye clothes. What you call it? Goose eye. Goose eye. G-U-C-C-I. Oh, Gucci. Where can I find the Calvin Klein products? Calvin Klein. Calvin Klein. It's called Calvin Klein. I was looking for a Versace. Sorry? Versace. Versace. You know where the Gavin Chai department is? Which department? Gavin Chai. Givenchy. What section carries Louis food and items? Can you spell it out? L-O-U-I-S. Oh, Louis Vuitton? Oh, Louis. It's Louis, like Luigi. What was what was this Gavin try? What's that one? Oh, Gavinci. Oh, Gav- oh, oh my God! Uh- <laughs> See, I prefer this over like yeah. being mean to somebody, right? Because you know some of the trolling videos, right. like you end up you're laughing right. at the because yeah, they're super super mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, no. I know, I know, I know. I put in the Showgirls one. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I can't believe you've never seen Showgirls, Mo. Never. What a travesty that is, man. Nice dress. Thanks. I bought it at Versace. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Yes, we have a sir. podcast. We drop three episodes a week. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Frequency Podcast Network. And it was discovered not that long ago, earlier this year actually, that when you listen to our podcast at half speed, the conversation yes. sounds like it's happening between two drunk people. <laughs> and the discovery was made not on purpose. It was like completely by accident. And then the person who discovered it sent us the audio. And it really did sound hilarious. And since we've been playing them on the radio almost daily, we're getting people DMing us with like timestamps or screen recordings of listening to the podcast at half speed. New entries. And uh, finding the ridiculous conversations even more ridiculous because it sounds like we're drunk. (laughs) Uh, So Michael hit us up and said, if you listen to episode 305, there's a conversation taking place that at half speed sounds crazy ridiculous. Okay. This one is titled Big Wieners. I don't like Big Wiener though, right? (laughs) Like, shut up. Um... I like my, I like small, 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 because I prefer... I'm going to need this audio. No, because shut up for a second. Because I prefer to have multiple at once. <laughs> right? See, this is why I love you. Okay? I prefer... Like I prefer multiple. So instead of having one big one... I uh-huh. will always make myself three. Okay, uh, clearly, we're talking about hot dogs, okay? Okay, clearly, clearly, we're talking about hot dogs, you jabronis. So if you find a moment in our podcast, <laughs> feel free to DM us. Uh, you can do a screen recording. You can send yep. us the timestamp. Um, 
but that's what the podcast sounds like at half oh speed. Can God. I just say, I was trying this at home while listening to the podcast, and Matthew was like, is Roz allowed to be at work drunk? <laughs> That drunk? <laughs> like, I wouldn't be able to walk in the building yeah. if I was. <laughs> like, the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Hey, do you remember when Damn It Maury got a flat tire and he called you in tears and you had to help him? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I had an appointment that day, right. and I still because the guy was crying on the phone. Crying to you? Yeah. Okay. So what happened in that conversation, to the best of your knowledge? He said Maury, to me. Come in here, my he love. said to me. I have a flat tire. Yes. I don't know what to do. And right. I said, Maury, you have a spare in your car. Just change the tire yourself. Right. First of all, I had to ask, make sure he was safe. I'm like, where are you? You're not on the side of the road. Are you? He said, no, I'm at a gas station. Yeah. And I said, okay, cool. Just stay there. Get the spare tire. And then uh, in crying mode, he said he didn't know how to change the tire. Right. So I said, which gas station are you at? Okay, it's not far from here. I do have an appointment, though. Yeah. And I said, I can't help you. You got to figure it out. As I'm leaving, I start feeling bad, so I make a U-turn, go to the gas station, oh and I change Dammit Maury's flat tire You are form. a much better person than I am. Um, <laughs> for real, for real. Maury, when you were crying on the phone with Mocha because you got a flat tire, did you feel at that time that you had, like, missed out on some sort of life lesson? Like, you should, as a grown man, grown adult, be able to handle this kind of thing yourself? Not at all, but I felt lost <laughs> and forgotten. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, so when you left Maury... Uh-huh assuming going through that kind of trauma, yes, he would have learned how to change a tire. Yes. He didn't, and it happened again. Uh, Maury, where did you get a flat this time? In the mall parking lot. Okay, and who was with you this time? My husband, Matthew. Two people! <laughs> Two people! Uh, question. Do both of you have your phones on you at all times? Of course we do. Right, okay. do both of you have access to YouTube on your phones? Yes. So why did neither of you look up on YouTube how to change a flat well, tire? No, we, we were trying to figure out how to call and pay somebody. Okay. So huh. this time you get a flat. Yes. And was it as emotional as the, the first time you got It was worse a- because Matthew was with me and he was angry at me and blaming me for not figuring out how to not make that happen. So he blamed you for getting a flat tire? Yes. He's like, how could you not have known that would happen? What did you do? I just skimmed a, a curb because... Skim. <laughs> <laughs> so you crashed a car? You know, remember I, remember I said Maury drives by touch? Right? <laughs> okay, so Dan Maury okay. crashed his car. Okay, so you crashed your car and got a flat tire? Yeah, but like... In the parking the, lot? The, uh, the mall's fault for making the curbs all wonky. The mall's fault? Yeah. Okay. So every car in there had a flat. You were like, wow, all these cars in here have a flat tire. <laughs> no. Right? Just you. I was the victim. Okay, just, just yes. you. So okay. when you and Matthew were fighting over this, right, you're, you're doing what you're standing around the car yelling just staring at each at other it? yelling at each other what are you yelling i'm like this is 80 percent your fault because you're on that side of the road and should have seen the curb and told me okay oh my god okay. so did either of you try to at least get the spare tire out get the jack out and like try to figure out how to change the uh the flat tire no okay so uh let's go to the phone right now because uh i want to bring dan into this conversation hi dan it's razamoka hey how's it going guys good man so dan so you pull into the mall parking lot and you pull in behind uh dammit maury and his husband dammit matthew what do you yeah. see from your car oh i saw two lost guys <laughs> with oh, no. one hand on a wrench <laughs> and one hand with the phone <laughs> uh, I was like, okay. I said to my girlfriend, like, uh, they look completely lost. Okay. And by that time, like, I was already, me and my girlfriend were kind of going at it with each other just because uh, I didn't want to go into the mall. Right. I just, I don't want to go in the mall. Um, at that time, I was trying to figure out how to not go into the mall. And uh, I see these two, 
And uh, I went ahead, I opened up my door, and then I saw the flat tire. Right. I was like, oh, okay, so they're planning to try to jack up the car or wait, something wait, wait, wait. like so that. So, Dan, when you pull up, so is Dan at Maury's uh, little black Yaris, mucked up Yaris, is it in a parking spot or is it, like, in the middle of, like, one of the parking aisles? Oh, no, it's in it's in a parking spot. Like, okay. Uh, yeah, he, he pulled, it looked like he pulled straight ahead and he wanted to face his car frontwards to kind of pull out instead of reversing his car out of the st- out of the parking spot yeah he don't know how to reverse um, and yeah. did you did you know did you know immediately that you were gonna have an encounter with the dammits like as soon as you saw them standing no. there with the phone in their hand and the wrench did you know it was dammit maury and dammit matthew from the Razamoka show no, not at all oh, like, okay i look at my girlfriend and i'm like i'm thinking to myself oh my god this is the perfect opportunity to not go inside the mall <laughs> yeah wow Oh, yeah. So you helped two uh, clueless strangers out of spite. Uh, yeah, you can say yeah. that. Okay. I like to say it's a, it's a get-out-of-jail-free get out card okay. kind of situation. Perfect. So, so what happens? So you walk up, and they're obviously in distress, right? And they're arguing, oh, with, yeah. they're arguing with each other. And so do you immediately offer to help them? Because obviously they need help. Well, not immediately. I just asked the simple question if they had a jack. Yeah. And... Um, they, I don't think they knew what they were looking for. So I went ahead to the back of their, their car. Wow. There was no Jack. There was everything else except the Jack. Wow. So, so you, what did you use your Jack? Yeah. I, oh I went God, ahead to grab right. my girlfriend's Jack out of her car. And then, uh, yeah, I had to pull out like half her closet out of her, out of her trunk. <laughs> wow. Did you have Solid to do the same thing? By the way, dude. Did you have to do the same thing for, for Dan and Warren? Because I remember the, the last time I, yeah. I had to change yeah, his tire. Of. He had like shirts and gloves and like oh, six yeah. umbrellas back yeah. there. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it, like, that, there was like three umbrellas. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we're, we're going with three umbrellas. All right. Uh, so you, yeah. you swap out the tire for the damn it. And uh, yeah. are, are you guys having conversations during this time? Are, are, are Maury and Matthew still arguing with each oh, other? yeah, yeah. Like, I was overhearing uh, Maury and Matthew talking about how they should fix the front bumper. They should take the car to Toyota to fix the front bumper. And I was like, you should not do that because <laughs> the rest of your car needs to be fixed too. But, um, wow. but I was like, no, you don't have to take it to Toyota to fix that front bumper. You can pop it out yourself, just, you know, heat gun or yeah. hot, bro, like hot bro. oil water. Bro. Yeah, yeah bro, you too. But at, at, that time, at that time, I was like thinking, you know what, there's no point to talk about that no. because I, they're probably like in through one ear and out through the other. So so you turned into a good Samaritan. Uh, you didn't have to go to the mall with your girl, so that's uh, that's all good. And uh, the oh, qu- no, no, no. I, I still had to go in the oh, mall. Sorry, <laughs> sorry about that, too. Sorry. You just delayed the process. Yeah, yeah, sorry, yeah. sorry sorry, for your loss. Uh, but yeah. uh, the, so the question then becomes, and we'll leave it at this, uh, Maury, since you've had to call, you've had to rely now twice on other people while in tears because you've got a flat tire, have you since learned how to change a flat yourself? Absolutely not. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Thanks, Dan. Not a problem, guys. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life. Update. Danielle, hello. Welcome back Hi. to the Roz and Mocha Show. How you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me back. Uh, so we talked to you back in 2019, like summer of 2019, uh, 24 yeah. years old at the time. And uh, and you were moving into uh, your first place together with your boyfriend. I was, yeah. And at the time, I remember this being a uh, a Razamoka's fix my life, where it was pretty optimistic because you didn't have a problem that you needed solve 
solving. You, you you just needed advice, and that was, like Mocha said, you guys are moving in together for the very first time, and you just wanted to, to sort of know what some of the tricks are uh, on how to maintain a healthy relationship while living with somebody you've never lived with and how to ha- have a relationship that you truly loved not go to hell, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, and you guys were together at, at that time. Uh, it was like four years, right? Yeah, we had already been together for yeah. a while. Are you, are you still together? Yeah, we are. Oh, okay, uh, good. Through the oh, pandemic, amazing. and uh, we moved again. We're in a, a main floor now instead of a basement. So a couple of things that we talked about was one about the financials and the one thing you never Mm -hmm. want to do is argue about money. So you have to figure out how things are going to get paid and who's paying what uh, right up front. Uh, The other thing we talked about was doing household chores. Uh, And my philosophy on household chores is you just always start out by assigning the things that people are either best at or what they like doing, because believe it or not, some people enjoy cleaning the bathroom. And if you truly love cleaning the bathroom, guess what? That's your job. Mm -hmm. Uh, And figure things out that way. And it doesn't necessarily have have to be even all things in a relationship don't necessarily have to be even they just have to be fair right mm-hmm. and uh, so how did you guys do with all that good like we still do um like equitable not equal so it's like you know i do pick up the things that he doesn't like to do like uh you know i clean the kitty litter he mows the lawn um we still <laughs> do that yeah so we're pretty good at like splitting things up if he cooks i clean um he's been good at picking up the slack if i'm not able to do it as much or, you know, he needs a break, then I can pick it up a little bit more. So we've been pretty good at that. You told us back then, too, that you were, like, pretty particular about certain things and the way things get done. And one of your uh, pet peeves is that uh, that he would come home from work and leave his uh, his just his boots just laying there, not putting them on the shoe rack right. or anything. Did that problem get fixed? I mean, yeah, like, you know, when you when I first moved in, I, 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 I had this picture in my head about that I wanted everything to – Look nice and be cute, but now after living together for two years, it's kind of like, eh. (laughs) 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 It looks like how it looks. What else? I don't know. You just kind of get used to it, and it's like, uh, I don't care as much. Okay, and then how did you guys guys deal with the money stuff? Um, We've been like, because I make more money than him, so we've been trying to kind of split it where, like, if I – need to pay more than I can pay more. Like, cause he's, he's an electrician. So sometimes he has to go to school and he's not, yeah. um, working. So, I mean, I, I try and pick up the slack there, but you're not fighting about money. No, he's very good at saving and I'm very good at spending. So we're, he, we kind of balance each other out. <laughs> Even Steven. Perfect. <laughs> uh, but all, all in all, like everything, uh, since we, we talked, uh, two years ago, everything is working out well. Relationship is going well, not arguing, bickering about the, the, the little things. No, he's like very chill. Like things don't bother him. So, and I'm not, so we balance again, balance each other out. Did you did you find that when you started living together and things started getting a little bit more comfortable that it affected <laughs> the romance of the relationship? Maybe a little, like because we're used to seeing each other all the time. That it's like it, it, it we definitely try and go out and do and make time for romance. But it's, I mean, probably not as much as it was because now we're used to seeing each other all the time. But now I guess in our mind, like romance is just spending time together now he says that oh i just like being around you Aww. and that's the best still enough for me because <laughs> the one thing that the one thing that you find when you're not living with somebody and you have that relationship you can really even though you have a great you're open and you're honest and you're all these things with each other you can really make sure that the person that you're with only sees you at your best but when you live mm-hmm. together you can't control that anymore mm-hmm. how was that for you um 
it was hard at first because um, I don't know. I'm really anxious and like I can hard, hard to describe. Like I can get uh, upset about little things sometimes, and it's it was hard for him to like see me like that at first. But like he's found ways that like work to help me calm down and feel better, and and he's been he's gotten used to it and gotten way better at helping me. And I I feel bad because he. He's so chill that I don't really ever have to do things like that for him. Yeah. Aw. Wow. <laughs> Success story here on Raza Mocha's Fix My Life. Danielle, yeah. uh, that's amazing. We're really happy for you guys. Uh, before we let you go, if you could then pass on one piece of advice as somebody who's gone through this, where you made the, the jump to start living with uh, your sweetheart, uh, what would that one piece of advice be for anybody who may have been in your posi- in the position now that you were a couple years ago? I don't know. I think like I went in with like uh, expectations of one thing and then it, it went a different way. So I think you just kind of have to roll with the punches and accept the person that you're with for like flaws that you might not have known before. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of have to work through them and be patient with each other. Love it. Thank you for uh, checking back in with us, Danielle. Thank you so much for calling me. Um, We're getting married next year. That's awesome. Congratulations. (laughs) Good for you. Uh, We're so happy for you guys. Thank you, Danielle. Thanks for calling me. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on KISS. Hello, Dan Moore. You know, I think it's important when we uh, cook things to once in a while point out when we fail. Well, you're coming in hot today. Mm. Uh, Um, Okay, so the statement was, it's important that when you cook things... To acknowledge your failures? Is that the Absolutely. Is that the deal? Okay. I've been doing Pause a lot for of one cooking. second. What's that? We know you've been doing a lot of cooking. Um, your love for food and actual you have historically on this show, as anybody who's listened to this show, been the worst cook. And not only the worst cook, but even when Mocha and I would sit here and tell you that you don't cook a steak in the oven at 450 for 45 minutes, um, you continue to do that for years. And I now know why. Okay. Because it turns it into like a shoe. A, a, a shoe. <laughs> uh-huh. um, you were famous on this show for your mac and cheese oh, recipe. I stand by that. And your mac and cheese recipe was what again? So it's um, usual mac and cheese with the cheese. Uh, like like Kraft. Kraft macaroni, Kraft macaroni cheese out of the box. Yes. You, add, you add in a hard-boiled egg right. scattered about. Yeah. You'll add in some tuna. You'll yeah. add in some mayonnaise. Right. And a tablespoon of water. Right. Okay. Mocha tried that. And I, and I will never forget this when Mocha tried that, where your reaction after the first bite, while it was still in your mouth, you couldn't even swallow. But before mm-hmm. you spat it out, you said it tasted like garbage. Yeah. Right. I'd rather compete in Squid Game, to be honest. Thank you. Than to have my cheese. And then Maury started getting one of these meal delivery services. Yeah. And they come with recipes and everything is portioned out for you. And I will say that your now love for food and your skills in the kitchen have gotten much better to the point of where I'm like actually proud of some of the things that you make. So you say now at this point that when you do fail in the kitchen, it's important to acknowledge the failure. So what did you fail at? Something that should have been the most easiest thing to make. Okay. A calzone. A calzone? I I made calzones last night. What sounds easy about a calzone to you? You're dealing with pastry. folded in half. Mm -hmm. But are you like, is it, what do they give you as the calzone shell? Oh, pizza dough. So like raw, like you you have to mold it and everything else? Okay. And you leave it out, turn it to room temperature and... Turn it to room temperature. Uh-huh. Yeah, you pop, pop that little fork in the side of the pizza dough, yeah. twist it to the right. Ding. Ding. <laughs> room temp. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, and so 
I, I was following the instructions and yeah. it seemed super easy. It was tomato, cheese, and a calzone. And right. I follow the instructions. The thing came out of the oven. Mm -hmm. It was black, hard, Hold on a second, and unedible. Those first two really piqued Shem's interest, right? Yeah, I heard that. I was he's like, like, what? He's like <laughs> but yeah, no, but, but here's the thing, though. Here's the thing. I want to know why after making that statement, yeah. Dan Moore immediately turned to his left I and know. looked at Shem. Because, because, he said, because he said black and hard. <laughs> I'm like, oh, and then, and then Yeah, and then he said unedible, and Shem wanted to fight. Um, <laughs> Uh, so what went wrong with it? Uh, it? It was maybe I put it in for too long. I don't know. It was it was it was gross. It was hard. It was like you could hold a door open with the thing. Okay. And what about the insides? The insides, the tomato and the cheese became one and right. goop. Right. It was gross. So you didn't eat it. No. No. That's your first fail nachos. in a very long time. You ordered. Who orders nachos? <laughs> we ordered nachos. Jeez, man. By the time it gets there to your place, it's all though. It's goopy. And yeah, and the cheese hardens. Yeah, so. it's black, hard, and unedible. <laughs> <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. It's an end of an era, Roz. It is. We found out um, the other day that uh, Emma Wiggle, friend of the show, the Wiggles, friends of the show, yeah. have been in our lives uh, since we've been on the radio together now for 12 years. Uh, Emma announced that she is uh, she's leaving. The Wiggles as uh, Ms. Yellow Wiggle. And whenever we have the Wiggles in here, because we've had them in, I don't even know how many times, like 10 times, um, they're always like one of the biggest guests we have on in the year. People love the Wiggles. And ever since Emma officially became a Wiggle, when she became Yellow Wiggle and put the yellow shirt on, uh, she was the star. Yeah. And uh, it was noticeable in immediately. And so, yeah, Emma announced um, that she was leaving the Wiggles. And as heartbreaking as it is, um, you're, you know, you're happy for her. And we were dying to talk to Emma. E-M-M-A, Emma! <laughs> oh, hi! Hello, welcome back to the Raza Mocha Show. How are you? Good, how, that singing was so nice. Oh, I listen, really loved that. I gotta tell you, we're still, like, my son Cruz, he's four years old now, and the Wiggles are still big in our house. So, uh, we watch all the shows, oh. even your, your individual show that you have, uh, the five-minute episodes that we have here on Treehouse, we still watch them like almost every day oh my gosh i mean firstly i just can't believe that Cruz is four already right. i know and crazy secondly we're actually super excited because there's a new emma series that's going to be screening on treehouse on the 7th of november oh nice yeah so there'll be more things to watch um emma the reaction yesterday you, you had to be i don't know whether the word is touched or humbled or whatever it was but the reaction was so incredible uh, from fans after you announced that you were leaving the Wiggles. What was your reaction to to all of that? I guess you're absolutely right. I just don't think I was expecting such an overwhelming sense of messages and emails and texts. And I've already started receiving some fan mail here in Australia. And I guess it didn't really... I don't know if I really thought about how much of an impact it would be. And I've received such a plethora of messages. I really feel so grateful to be a part of music and, and a part of people's homes. And I just want to say thank you. And I'm, I'm so happy to hear your voices. And, and, you know, I feel like I'm in your studio and it's so nice. Aww. And thank you for everything that you've done for us over the last decade at least. You know, it's been so wonderful to have met you both. When did you make the decision? 
How, like, how long were you a wiggle knowing that you were no longer going to be a wiggle? Like, when you made the decision, did you, <laughs> did you tell the rest of the wiggles immediately? Or was there a period in there where you had made the decision to leave the wiggles but still had to carry on being a wiggle? I definitely have been deliberating for quite a while. And I've been um, studying my PhD at university here in Sydney for a, quite a few years. And it, it felt right that I needed to try and finish the PhD properly and focus on it. And so this really felt like the right time. And, you know, a part of me was really worried about the touring and not being able to, you know, say goodbye to every child that we kind of see on the tour. But, you know, so many people have connected with us via social media and watching our YouTube channel over the last two years in particular that it feels like that will always be there. And so people can always watch Emma Wiggle like they can watch any version of the Wiggles online. And I think that's so nice for children and families to still connect with their nostalgic memories of the Wiggles. But that does not mean, Emma Wiggle, that does not mean that the Yellow Wiggle is going away because you guys have introduced uh, the replacement. Who is the new Wiggle? Who can you, uh, what can you tell us about her? I've actually, I feel really excited, but I would like to introduce her to you um, exclusively and I'm bringing her on the show. So here she is. This is Sahai and I'll let her introduce herself properly. But, you know, it felt like I really wanted to be the person to introduce her to you and to your beautiful listeners. Sahai is an amazing dancer and I'm so excited and proud of what she's done with the Wiggles. You know, we've had her perform with us live and on video for the last couple of years. And so I really am so excited to see her grow and take this opportunity. And here she is, Sahai. Ah, T-S-E-H-A-Y, Sahai. Hi, everyone. Hello, Sahai. Welcome to the Raza Mocha Show. Thank you for having me. I've heard so much about you guys from Ever in the Wiggles. Okay, so we have left legend on the phone right now with Emma. Um, we have you on the phone right now just getting going. Uh, what is, what's going on in your head? What's going on in your heart about to sort of put that yellow shirt on and become uh, the new yellow wiggle? Oh, I'm absolutely thrilled. It's honestly basically a dream come true. I'm over the moon. My whole family is, it's just been such an exciting past few days. <laughs> and uh, what's your, you've been a part of this now for a, a little bit. And I know that one of the things that really stood out was kids looking at you in the Wiggles and there's been a lot of kids that maybe hadn't seen themselves in the Wiggles before but now they can with you. What does that sort of representation mean to you? Oh, it means the world. I, like, when I was little, I loved watching people and especially the Wiggles. I loved watching the Wiggles and it didn't really stand out to me that there wasn't people that looked like me there but the the fact that there actually is someone that can represent them, they notice, oh, whoa, she looks like me. And the fact that I can maybe inspire kids and they can aspire to be a wiggle or grow up to be a performer is absolutely amazing. Fruit salad, yummy, yummy. <laughs> we love that. Uh, Sahai, uh, welcome to the Wiggles. I know the world has already welcomed you, but from the Raza Mocha Show, we wanted to uh, welcome you as well. Because we have such strong ties to our friends, the Wiggles, you are going to do fantastic. Um, thank you for taking time to join us. Emma, you know how much love we have for you here on the Raza Mocha Show, how much Canada loves you the most, and we will continue to follow, uh, follow your journey. Um, and thank you for always, always, always making time out of your day for us. Thank you so much. It's such a pleasure. And, you know, you are family to us and hopefully we'll see you in the future. And and just thank you for everything. Thank you. You're the best. Uh, Emma and uh, Sahai, have a beautiful day. (laughs) 
Have a <laughs> Thank <baby>. you. <laughs> Take care, guys. Bye-bye, loves. Bye. You too. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Uh, I'm going to play something for you that's going to terrify the hell out of you. It's going to, excuse me, what? Terrify the hell out of you. Oh. So the Perseverance rover that's up on Mars, they launched this thing back in July of 2020. Mm-hmm. And then it landed, finally, touched down on Mars this past February. Now, they've been sending back a ton of photos and audio since, like, hanging out up there on Mars. Mm-hmm. By the way, the earliest return for the rover to Earth is 2031. Oh, jeez. That is if the aliens don't get to it first. <laughs> so yesterday, NASA released, like, the latest round of noises from Mars. Okay. And in the past, we've heard what space, what other planets kind of sound like while up in space. Right. Right. Uh, in the past, they've released, like, what Earth sounds like from space. It's pretty terrifying. No car horns, though, huh? It was probably overnight less traffic. Fair enough. <laughs> but that's the sound of Earth from space. Uh, the sound of Jupiter from space. Now, what do they say that is? Like, when they... Do they attribute that noise to anything? Like, is it... It's like wind and electricity. Wind? Yeah. Or not wind, but just noise. Yeah. Yeah, I'm curious as to what makes that noise. Right. And then uh, Neptune sounds like this. All kind of kind of the same. Neptune doesn't sound friendly. Right? No. And then Saturn. I think Saturn is probably the scariest. Yeah, you're definitely getting mugged on Saturn. Um, so the audio I'm going to play for you now is from the Perseverance rover up on Mars. This is the latest jam from Mars? Uh-huh. Yeah. And what they did, though, they had to remove some of the noise from the rover as it's, like, traveling around Mars. The, the rover itself. Mm-hmm. Right, they had to gotcha. remove some of the uh, the mechanical noise, some of the wheel movement gotcha. uh, along the planet. But this is what uh, Mars sounds like as of late. So it really does sound like wind. Yeah. And then yeah. they got that helicopter. I don't know. That tracks things, things, but noise up there as well. Basically, it looks like a drone. Yeah, that's a nightmare right there. So if you're on Mars, that's yeah. what you're hearing. But are you, though? Like, is that what you would hear? Or is that just stuff that this, like, super high-tech microphone picks up? Like, is that what you would hear? That's what I don't know about these things. Like, is that, like, when you say the sound, like, am I, like, if I get off the craft... Mm-hmm. I mean, you couldn't because you'd have to have a helmet on and all that stuff too, right? So it's not like you can ever hear it with your own ears. You would never fully get a good sense of what Mars sounded like. Yeah, it'll be a little it bit muffled because like of, of the helmet. Not that I would ever go to Mars, but that would drive me crazy if I did. It'll take you a long time. <laughs> I don't, I'm not going to Mars, man. 
Right? <laughs> seven on. months? A seven-month trip? I don't like going to Vancouver. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's too long. Too long of a flight. Dog, that's like a three-four-hour flight. No, it's too long. <laughs> too long. You think I go to Mars? <laughs> Vancouver sounds beautiful, too. <laughs> and you don't get this sound <laughs> in Vancouver. Oh, my God, yeah. Terrifying, right? That's I don't like that at all. That's the latest release from uh, NASA. Latest jam going straight to number one on iTunes. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, sometimes being a boy, good Samaritan could uh, never works out. It's never worth ass. it. I know. You, at, at the time, you think you're doing something good, right? Uh-huh. You want to feel good about yourself. Maybe you want to just help someone you feel is in need. Sure. Um, a lot of times it turns around and bites you in the ass. But this guy in Scotland, it actually worked out uh, in his favor. So... This guy's making his way home from work and he sees this other guy struggling with a bike. There's something wrong with the handlebars. The Mm -hmm. guy's, I don't know what happened, but the guy couldn't ride the bike for some reason. So this good Samaritan decided to stop and was like, yo, let me help you out. Mm -hmm. Then he looked at the bike and he sees like all these stickers on the bike and they look familiar. And then he realized that the bike was actually his. Oh, snap. The good yeah. man. It was actually his own bike. Yeah. So he said to the guy, what's up? The guy obviously stole the bike and dipped, right? Um, and then the guy was then caught and charged. But part of the reason why this story, this, this is the shocking part of the story, the good Samaritan didn't know that his bike was stolen. Oh. He had no idea that the bike had gone missing. The bike was in this shed at home. And he had no idea that... (laughs) That it was even gone. That it was even gone. His wife noticed that the lock on the shed was broken. And then... Yeah, yeah. Didn't get a chance to tell her husband, hey, by the way, Hmm. shed lock is broken. Shed is open. Your bike is missing. Right. So this guy decide or didn't decide like at the time he decided to be a good samaritan help and help somebody. this other dude out not realizing it was his own bike i uh, a good friend of mine has stolen his own bike back twice what yeah what do you mean he had his bike stolen twice yeah. from because you would just like you would chain it up like on your like he lived in the city yeah and so in the alley or whatever it was beside the house whatever and he had his bike stolen twice and he found it twice and stole it back from, by the same person? No, or different like in the people. Same, same different area? people. No, different people. Did, was he yeah. out hunting for the bike? No, he was just he just saw it twice. Both times, <gasps> both times it was stolen. He saw it one time. He cut the lock that the guy used on it. The no, other, the he other, did it. Yeah, the other time it was leaning up. The other time, um, he found it on the street, and the other the guy was so obviously just in the store, yeah, picking something up. Oh, it was just leaning there. It was just leaning there. Yeah, and he just walked up and and, and did the other and, guy come and, out and, like, and hey, what are you doing? No, no he just rode away. Just rode away. Didn't even confront the guy. And then, it, and then it got stolen again, and he found it locked up, like, in the neighborhood at somebody else's house. Never confronted anyone. No, he just went and cut it. He just got bolt cutters, went and cut the lock, and just brought it back home with him again. <laughs> at that point, though. And nobody like- is. Nobody's there. The guys, this is a great part, though, is that you should, like, you never have to worry about confrontation in that situation, just like this dude here, right? Yeah. Because the guy who stole your bike is never going to come after you. 
he's never going to like track you down and go, hey, that's my bike. Right. Because right? obviously there, it's not. Obviously it's not. <laughs> yeah. Right. So there's no fear uh-huh. at that point. Right. There's no fear of like somebody coming to your house because you stole their stolen bike that they stole from you. Yeah. Right. Like it's never it's never going to happen. But yeah. The, yeah. No, you got to. Uh, you gotta, so what did he do after? Like, does he take. At that point, yeah. right? Your bike is stolen twice. Twice. You stole it back twice. Twice. So do you take like when you're locking up your bike, you take both tires off? Like how do you protect No, you just he just did it the same way. And it hadn't yeah. been stolen since. No, 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 no. It hadn't been stolen since. You can't go three times on the same bike. I don't think that's ever happened. Yeah. Right? <laughs> you know what I mean? That's the problem with the universe <laughs> at that point. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. So a ton of movies have been delayed. So Doctor Strange. And the oh, Multiverse of Madness on. was supposed to come out next March. It Didn't is they now, finish making that movie, It though? is now May 6th. Thor Love and Thunder was slated for May 6th. It is now oh. July 8th. Black yeah. Panther, Wakanda Forever. Uh, moved from Midsummer to November 11th. Uh, the Captain Marvel sequel, The Marvels, is being pushed back from November 2022 to February 2023. Hold on, but Why? Um, and you can't say COVID. Well, I guess maybe yeah, you can. Who knows? Uh, and uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, that new movie is now being moved to July of 2023. And then finally, Indian and Indiana Jones Five is being pushed a full year from July 2022 to June 2023. Uh, isn't Harrison Ford going to be like a hundred by then? Yeah, but they will have filmed it though, right? So he will forever be. 99 or however old he is when they when they shot it doesn't matter yeah but if all these movies have been shot already yes like, what's up why are you i don't know i don't know i don't know why they're pushing them all you gotta schedule everything out i don't know i don't know who knows That's a bummer who knows maybe they don't want things in theaters conflicting with things that they're releasing on disney plus you know they want to roll everything out and space everything out and it's like a two-tiered type i don't know man. Or they want to make sure that guaranteed absolutely all these movies will go theaters, theaters only. Yeah. There will be no option, especially well, they, for these these Marvel ones. There'll be no option for them to release theaters and or Disney Plus at the same time. Well, they already sort of do do that. Um, and the Eternals just had their red carpet last night. I don't know anything about the Eternals. I know nothing about the Eternals. I know Angelina Jolie is in it, and she wears, like, skin-tight gold. Mm-hmm. And I think her hair is gold in it, too. I don't know much about I don't even know the story of the Eternals. I don't know the comic books or the graphic novels or anything about the Eternals, but I didn't know anything about Gardens of the Galaxy either. Yeah. Right? But uh, here's Angelina Jolie talking about uh, her gold outfit on the uh, on the red carpet last I night. I heard your kids were shook by your costume. Oh, well, I mean, would you want to see your mother wearing that? Facts. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, if you got it, you got it. They were like, I don't know. I think they're still, they haven't seen the movie, so I think they're going to, but... I mean, your mom walks in in a full spandex gold outfit with gold hair, and you just think, "What do you do for a living? What are you? How do you get, get back in your robe?" Your mom ever? Your mom ever wore anything like that? No, never, no. Your no. mom never? She never wore anything that embarrassed you? No, never, no, nothing. No, not that I can remember, at least. How about you? Um, did my mom ever wear that? I'm sure she did wear something that at some point, like a tube top, maybe, uh-huh. like back in the back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Ah, I don't think no, my mom. Picture your mom. Like your my mom. mom. Yeah, like your mom, like how I know your mom now, yeah. sweet woman, yeah. like in a tube top. Oh, see, that's weird because <laughs> I picture your mom in a tube top all the time. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why what? Excuse me. Why, what? man? Why? Why what? <laughs> 
What? I don't understand. Why you got to go down that road? What happened? I don't understand. What happened? Why is that? Why? I, I don't get it. What happened just now? What happened just now? You don't think she would look good in a tube top? Because <laughs> <laughs> if you say no, that's kind of insulting to your mom, Shut right? Up, like so, obviously it's a yes. <laughs> Bras and mochas fix my life. What advice can you guys give me? Okay, so my question is, my question is, got a problem you can't fix? Bras and mocha got you, Crystal girl. What's going on? It's Roz and Mocha. Lots to unpack here with your FML, huh? Oh yeah. What's going on? How can the guy I was with for six years be back on dating sites two days after walking out on me and the kids? Oof. So you were says, Razumoka fixed my life. Just came out of a six-year relationship. Uh, he was a stepdad to my three kids, and then we had two kids on our own. Uh, this was a very toxic and abusive relationship, you say. Two days after walking out on, my, on us, he was already back on the dating sites. How do I pick myself up after all this? It's as though we meant nothing to him. Uh, did he even love me? How do I explain everything to the kids? Um, so are you getting the help that you need? The only help that I get is from my three children. Okay. But but when you say that this was a toxic and abusive relationship, that sounds like you got more things that you need to take care of other than worrying about what your ex is doing on a dating site. Right. Exactly. My problem is, is I'm trying to deal with taking care of all five children on my own, yeah. be a strong woman, independent, mm-hmm. be strong for my kids. But in the end, when I'm sitting by myself, I, I'm alone. I... Yeah. I can't feel nothing but hurt, but I'm always trying to keep strong for my kids. But deep down, it hurts. It's like I meant absolutely nothing. Like you can just go on a website two days later, and everything that I worked for, we we tried to build, is just nothing. So how long ago was it that like you guys split, or he left, or did you leave? No, he walked out the door about three weeks ago. And then two days later, he's got a girlfriend. He's on the website. It makes me think maybe that's what he was doing the entire time. Maybe. No, he was absolutely. He had checked out of your relationship long, long, long ago. Right? Yeah. Porn was a sign. I knew it. Yeah. There was nobody goes from first to second that fast um, with, you know, five kids at home and, and, and a relationship. You don't walk out on that two days later and have a girlfriend from a dating site. Like it just doesn't happen. Yeah. It's um, been in the works forever. Yeah. He, he was he was gone. He was just still there. That's all. And I don't know. I don't know what excuse he gave you when he left. He was just. Tired of being a stay-at-home dad. Okay. Well. Oh, that was his answer. Yeah, he just couldn't take it anymore. He felt like he was he had he was sheltered. He was isolated. He wanted more, but he didn't want to work for it. Does he have any desire to be a good dad? He was for a little while, and then the past couple of years, it just changed. Especially when COVID happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything just went downhill. It was very toxic. It was emotionally. He, Physically, everything abusive. Oh, yeah, yeah. So if that if that's the case, then you need to do, you need to go through the steps to protect yourself and those kids, right? You need to right. you need to forget about him on the apps and the girlfriend and what was going on while you were still together, um, because the way that it ended and the way that your relationship was and what he put you through and the children through, um, that is what needs to be protected right now. 
and you don't need to worry about any of that other stuff. I know you, it sucks, and you're sitting there, and yeah, of course. And then, and you're in a position, and and I think that the problem with a lot of this is, is that you knew that you were in a terrible relationship, an abusive relationship, and the messed up part of it is that where your head goes, okay, is that when this guy finally leaves you don't have a moment of relief where you get a sense of freedom. You start telling yourself, yeah, but I could have taken more. You're absolutely right. And that is a terrible place to be. But that's the place where you wound up through no fault of your own. And right. now now you got to get out of that place. Now you're that's where I'm trying to, now, like, how do I fix myself? I know I'm strong for my kids. I'm, I'd never take him back. I know I'm better. I deserve better. But deep down, it's like, Wow, I'm not enough. I have five kids now. I'm a single yeah, mom. Yeah. I'm in my thirties. You're a good mom? I'm a great mom. Okay. My kids are amazing. Okay. I have the best kids ever. Okay. Okay. Well, like we say on this show all the time is that you can't fake good kids, right? right. Um and so if you got great kids, that says more about you than anything else. And um, I think right now what you need to do is you need to find the resources for a woman in your situation. And there is no shame involved. There is no need to keep secrets. There is no need to protect uh, the kids. There's no need to sacrifice anything that you're going through because you don't want it to get out. None of that. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is making sure that you and the kids are safe. And there's no shortage of uh, resources available to you either. Right. Oh, I love you guys. Thank you so much for talking with me. I feel so much better. Oh, no, good. Of course, of oh, course. I've been feeling so weak the past couple of days, and You're, wow. I feel, yeah. Ugh. You can deal with all the things. You just got to, you have to put together the list of priorities right now. And the list of priorities is you realizing that what you have to offer is so much more than what you're able to take. You're, you're, you're worth more than that. Oh, Roz, you nailed it. Thank you. Okay. Uh, and make sure this piece of trash like steps up. Like right? maybe you don't want him in your life, but he's still those kids father. Like he still has a responsibility as a father. Like don't let him get away with just walking out and thinking that his life is now kid free. Maybe it needs to be. Maybe all you need from him is money. Hey, I'm okay with that. As long no, as right. Exactly. Yes. Pay the bills. Yeah. Just um, there, there are, I, I don't know what the path is. There are a lot of really brilliant, wonderful women out there who have lived the same life you do. And I'm sure that uh, they would be able to sort of better help you on that path, um, what the best resources are, what your first step should be, but not worrying about him on a dating site is the, has got to be the first step. That's pretty weak of me. You're no, right. it's not. No, 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 You're not weak. Not you're not weak. You're not. You're, it's it's very confusing. You're heartbroken. Of course. Right. You got this, Crystal. Thank you so much, Mocha. All I right. appreciate it. Mocha, I'm calling from Aurora. We're together. Oh, my Please. neighborhood. There you go. Please. <laughs> Hometown pride on this call. It is. I got to shout it out. <laughs> on this call, sixty-six thousand of us. <laughs> and I need my uplift. Okay? together. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Love you lots, Crystal. All right. Thank you, guys. All right. Later, girl. Roz and Mocha's Fix My Life on Kiss. So dumb. What Do you see this uh, TikTok story in this museum in Austria? <laughs> yes. So, um, this museum in Austria has a TikTok account. They keep getting banned or censored because their posts are featuring statues that are nude or paintings with nudity. And, like, some right. of them are, like, 300 years old, right? Right. Works of art. Yes. 
So in order to, and out of frustration of always getting blocked and banned and censored on TikTok, right. what they've decided to do to continue servicing the fans of this artwork yeah. uh, is they've decided to start up an OnlyFans. <laughs> Fair enough. So you Fair gotta, enough. So you take I, nudity where nudity lives. Yeah, but with OnlyFans, we'd have to then pay to see the art. Yes, of course. Yeah. We've got to pay to see the art anyway when you go to the museum. Yeah, exactly. So I, I don't know how... Um, how much of their TikTok followers will then kind of transition over to OnlyFans? Well, I mean, but I this isn't the first time this has happened. In 2019, Facebook did the same thing to a museum in Geneva. Yeah, I, I think that it's more of a protest to start an OnlyFans than it is trying to actually start an OnlyFans, right? It's, you, you can't, you, it's, it's algorithms and people who have no idea what they're doing. Right. that are in charge of these things. And they're programmed to see a nipple. And when they see a nipple, um, you get your account shut down. Right. The computer is right? like, oh, you don't nipples, think yes. You don't think it's it. people who are seeing it who are just trying to, just trolling them and, and no. recording no. it? No, 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 You can't no, do that. No, no, no. Um, it's, uh, it's, it's when something, it's when it sees a nipple, uh, it, uh, it shuts your whole account down. A spokesperson for the museum said, Quote, Vienna and its art institutions are among the casualties of this new wave of prudishness with nude statues and famous artworks blacklisted. We've had 3,000-year-old works of art be censored on yeah. social media. Clearly, there's something wrong here. That's yes. why we decided to put the uh, capital's world-famous explicit artwork on OnlyFans. <laughs> so stupid. How, does it tell, how I, can an I, algorithm I, tell from a stone nipple and a real nipple? Well, no. Man, how can how can an algorithm put uh, Tom Cruise's face on Mocha? You know what I mean? Yeah, like, like yeah with they, those they, defakes? Bro, they, do, they can do anything they want. They can do anything they want. And, and it's a, it really is. And this kind of thing is wild because you look at shows and movies and stand-up comedy specials and whatever it may be from years ago and there's so much stuff that was consumed then that everybody just sort of got you understood what it was yeah but now there's it's like everything's going backwards in, a, time, in, yeah. a, in a way the the fact that we're are we are now saying that like we've built a world where a museum can't post a three thousand year old painting with a a, a breast in it without it being censored like that is so crazy not like just once like multiple times like but this is this is what people died for hundreds of years well, ago soon was fighting was fighting that fight david's right? gonna have to wear shorts yeah like people fought this fight years ago like the fight was won mm -hmm. it was won and now it's right? all backwards and, and now it's all now it's all back and you again. get to a point where this museum this famous museum this wants to showcase artwork famous right? artwork have to <laughs> transition from tiktok yeah. now to only fans the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Irma Gerd is fernally term. It's what? It's fernally term. It is fernally term. <laughs> um, <laughs> Jesus. Uh, hey, Mocha. Uh -huh. Are you ready? Yeah. Let's do the news. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. News break. Uh, in 2018, at that um, Sotheby's auction, when they had that Banksy picture, Girl with a Balloon, and it was a picture of a Banksy of the little girl holding up the balloon. Mm -hmm. And there was a sort of, as they were taking bids and the winning bid came in and the winning bid was for $1.4 million. And as the person 
purchased at auction this Banksy. Remember the it had a shredder embedded into the That's frame, right? And then yes. the, the the painting came down about halfway, and it got shredded halfway, and then it was weird because half of it stuck inside everything else. Mm. So at the time in 2018, that buyer decided to keep the piece. Don't tell me the buyer was Banksy. No, no. Decided to keep the piece with all oh. the shreds coming down, everything else. They protected it and did the and did the whole thing. Yeah. Um, and so they decided now that they wanted to part with it to see how much they could get for it. Oh, wow. So they went back to Sotheby's in London. They were expected, this is what they were predicting. Sotheby's was predicting between 5.5 and $8.2 million. How much did they buy it for originally? 1.4. So 1.4, it's now to, predicted. To, to potentially 8.2. 8.2, okay. Which is a very good payday on a 1.4 investment sure. that you made three years ago. Where it's weird because now the art piece is the art piece. The art, exactly. However, Meta. They went to Sotheby's. They put it up for auction. That individual who paid $1.4 million for it in 2018 just sold it for $25.4 million. (gasps) No. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. $25 million? Yeah, which is now the most anyone has ever paid for a Banksy. $23 million profit in two years. Yep. Three years. Yep. Wow. Isn't that crazy? Jesus, man. That's so wild. Do we know so who wild. the person is? Who no, they were an anonymous bidder originally. Mm, Banksy, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> the imagine? art piece is the Could art piece, imagine? which then becomes the art piece. Could you imagine? Maury. I was just going to say is that most often Banksy stuff, you don't know if it's actually his or whatever. Yeah. But with this, after it was done, he put on his Instagram and his website video of him putting building the shredder, That's building right. it. So That's it, right. So it actually proved that it was his. Yes. So do you guys think, I'm sure we talked about this before, maybe I just forgot, but yeah. was he at the auction with the detonator no. to make the shredder go, or no. did he plant somebody there? He planted an old yeah. man there. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. But it was all supposed to come out. Yeah, it just malfunctioned. malfunctioned. Oh. So only half of it came out, right? So and then what do you himself. do? Hmm. Art. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> art. Oh, Art. <laughs> The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, Howie Mandel, the story yesterday was that he passed out inside uh, of Starbucks and paramedics had to come and get him and brought him to the uh, hospital. He was attended to by emergency physicians uh, and everything is fine with Howie. And the story that had come out of it was, you know, he was dehydrated. And mm. whenever I hear a star say dehydrated, I am immediately skeptical because we went through a long period of time, like in the early 2000s, where whenever somebody was messed up on drugs or whatever it was, the publicist's uh, explanation for everything was either exhaustion or dehydration, right? Right. Those are the only two things you got. And those two things meant nothing after a while, right? You just knew it was something else. It was code. Uh, for something. Uh, but this is how we talking about uh, how it actually was, in fact, dehydration and why. Okay, I'm going to be totally honest with you. Yeah. I was dehydrated. Well, first of all, what has this world come to where you can't pass out in a Starbucks privately anymore? <laughs> anyway, the, the, the thing is that I was uh, dehydrated. I, was de- I had a colonoscopy a few days ago, mm-hmm. and I don't know if you know you're too young, but they empty you out. You take a drink uh-huh. and you empty out. I have a, a, a consensual diarrhea for, uh, you know, uh, an entire night. Consensual diarrhea. Oh, no. Well, it's like most people don't ask for it. I took something that gives you consensual diarrhea. And then I was dehydrated. And from the moment I woke up from the colonoscopy, I went and did, uh, I worked. And then all I uh, kind of lived on was uh, coffee and and 
caffeine, which also uh, exacerbates dehydration, I was told. Well, I have to tell you, I was nervous. I saw- it was also the cost of the caramel macchiato vente <laughs> that uh, just <laughs> threw me over the edge. <laughs> Bro, so, you so need some Gatorade. You didn't need coffee <laughs> yeah. at that point. Yeah. So it's looking like how he was actually dehydrated, poor oh. guy. We're glad that he's better. Yeah. Yeah. No kidding. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, they're giving Kesha a show about um, uh, ghosts. 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 So if you remember, Kesha once claimed she's like a a, a ghost sexpert because if you remember um, her song Supernatural, she said was about a, quote, sexy time with a ghost. Like she claims that she was intimate with a ghost, okay. much like Bobby Brown. Mm-hmm. Um, claims that he was intimate with a ghost. but uh, So they're giving Kesha her own show on uh, Discovery Plus called Conjuring Kesha, where I guess they go on ghost missions. And in this clip, they, they, try to have, sex with them? they have a wand, uh-huh. right, where they're just like, it's a, like I don't know who you bought it on eBay or something like that. It's like a ghost detection wand. And like a Harry and, Potter wand? Yeah, and they're, and, they're, and they're waving it around. Like it's one of those things that beeps, right? Yeah. Beep, 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 beep. That, that kind of thing, oh, right? Oh, you mean a metal detector. Ghost is in this room. Uh, yeah. But I guess they're waving it in front of, like, Kesha's, like, crunch. Stop in the clip. It. Yeah. Stop and it. And a woman who, who claims to have had sex with a ghost. This is what you get. In other news, the ghost meter arrived. Who are you? What time is on you? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so either my vagina is haunted or I'm pregnant with a ghost baby. I Sex with a ghost. Awesome. Okay. Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You mean to tell me? Yes. There is a show where Kesha is the host. Yes. Looking for ghosts, but also people who have had sex with ghosts, and she has a magical wand that can detect whether or not. You've been intimate with a ghost? Well, no, no. I guess the magical wand determines whether a ghost is in your presence in a room. They just happen to wave it around Ketcha's crotch. And then it started going bonkers. So like, she was like, maybe what? I got pregnant with from a ghost. Like a ghost was here. Yes. Yes. Anyway, that is on uh, Discovery Plus. I think it's going to drop uh, sometime next year. Some of you. I love because she also does that. She does a, a podcast. I think it's called uh, a paranormal podcast called Kesha and the Creepies, uh, where she gets into all of this stuff. So like she's okay, that, really she's really invested in this that world. I'm man. Into. Yeah, she's really invested in this world. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, apparently, Drake was about to walk out on uh, Degrassi. If they didn't take Jimmy out of the wheelchair. What? Yeah. So, so yeah. So listen, listen to this. Uh, So the writer and producer, James Hurst was doing an interview. And during the interview, he claims that Drake wanted Jimmy out of the uh, uh, wheelchair because his friends called him soft. Oh, no. (laughs) Wheelchair Jimmy. Right? So um, Hearst said that he got a letter from a law firm that, quote, Aubrey Graham, Drake's real name, will not return to Degrassi season six as Jimmy Brooks unless his injury is healed and he's out of the wheelchair. And then he said when Drake came in to talk about it, he claimed not to be aware of the letter at all. So he goes on to say, Hearst goes on to say, and I said, all right, I understand, but how do you feel about the wheelchair? And he's like, all my friends in the rap game say I'm soft because I'm in a wheelchair. Oh, wow. And I said, well, tell your friends in the rap game that you got shot. How much harder can you get? You got shot and you're in a wheelchair. And he was like, yeah, 
yeah, yeah. And he goes on to say that he was so nice and apologetic about everything uh, that he instantly backed down. And then Hearst went on to tell uh, Drake, he goes, uh, I said, Aubrey, uh, there's some kid out there somewhere in a wheelchair who's completely ignored, who's never on television, never gets represented. Uh, You're the coolest kid on the show. You can say there's nothing wrong with being in a wheelchair. And then I guess Drake like agreed and uh, Mm. wheelchair Jimmy was still wheelchair Jimmy. Right. And then after it ruined his career. Did he ever get out of the wheelchair? I didn't watch that. He didn't. No, no, no. He was always in the wheelchair. Yeah. So like Drake wanted a miracle. Like, yeah, that's what he wanted. He was like maybe rehab and then all of a sudden, hey, look at me. I can walk again. My my spine is fixed. I'm the first one that's ever happened to that kind of thing. Yeah. 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 Okay, cool. Yeah, I guess. But uh, but we almost lost. uh, We almost lost. uh, Drake is a wheelchair. Jimmy on the grass. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, hey, Courtney Kardashian and Travis Barker are engaged. Hey, do you like that? Do you like them together? Congratulations! Do they sure. drive you less nuts than Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly? Way less. Way less. That's why I'm celebrating this. Okay. Uh, this proposal. Right. Good for them. Right. Uh, so, uh, and I'm a big fan of Travis Barker. I like him a lot. Uh, Courtney confirmed the news on Insta yesterday, just simply writing "forever" while sharing a photo of the scene of their proposal. Um, in August, if you remember, and I didn't know this, but uh, in August, um, Courtney convinced Travis to get on an airplane for the first time since 2008. Really? Yeah. So he hadn't flown since the crash. Is that the crash that killed, killed AM. DJ AM, yeah. his best friend? Yeah. 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 So he hadn't flown. And I guess wow. since then, they've been to Mexico, Italy, and France. Oh, nice. Um, and so what he said was... Uh, it's still something very new to me, but having something that gives me the strength and hope to be able to overcome the, overcome the things that were so traumatic in my life, uh, it just says a ton. She's definitely that for me. I'm invincible when I'm with her. Uh, it's like I never dreamed. I never even considered flying again. And then he goes on to say, uh, uh, this was uh, a while ago, but uh, under the picture, I guess he said forever is not long enough. Um, so there you go. No. The happy well, what couple. is then? Exactly. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, DC uh, fandom Peacemaker is the one thing that a lot of people were talking about. This is the John Cena character from The Suicide Squad. Yeah. And in this clip, this is uh, James Gunn and John Cena sort of breaking down the difficulties in playing somebody like Peacemaker. What was the most difficult part of becoming Peacemaker? I think it was just getting comfortable being a super ass. I'm normally just a normal ass. And I think uh, just just being a high-octane ass is probably the, uh, the most difficult part. Was that really difficult? Because it seemed to come to you pretty easily. <laughs> I love it. Uh, and then they did give you a little taste of uh, what that show is going to be like. So here's a scene from Peacemaker. But before we let you go, I have a little surprise for you. It's an exclusive, never-before-seen, first-look at a Peacemaker teaser. All right, here we go. Jamil, you cool? What does that mean? Truth is, I'm supposed to be in prison. For what? Superhero stuff. What superhero are you? <laughs> peacemaker. Get out of here! There's no superhero called Peacemaker! Dude, I'm famous! Are you sure those two kids came out of those parents? That's an attractive couple, and that one looks like it came out of them, but the other one looks like a butt baby. A butt baby. Yeah, my older brother told me there's two types of babies. One that comes out normal, and then butt babies. Worse in every way, they come out of a woman's butt. Well, I believed I was a butt baby until I was like 14. That explains a lot. (laughs) He's such a great, great character in this movie. And I didn't know that 
this is going to be like a, a TV show. Yeah. 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 yeah That's yeah. great. Yeah. It's like a, it's like all the other ones. It's like yeah. all the other sort of Marvel um, shows that are, that are out there. Um, so it should be really, really good. The Roz and Mocha show podcast. podcast. Hey, did we know that Adele and Drake were such good friends? Like uh, that good friends? Did we no. know that? I knew that they like knew each other. And like Drake has in the past, like proclaimed his, his fandom for Adele and her music. Yeah. Social in the past. But I didn't know that they were like friends, friends. Because I know that back in 2019, I guess he had a, there was a picture of Drake and Adele and he captioned the, the photo as um, one of the unbreakable bonds I have in my life from incredible people. And Adele was in Adele was in that shot. Uh, but doing all the press uh, late last week and over the weekend when Adele was talking about her new track, Easy On Me, uh, she was asked about um, who she let in to listen to this before it went public and this was adele's answer have you actually sent it to anyone artist wise that you just wanted their approval before you've put it out no <laughs> i think i played it to drake maybe last year when he was in town just to get i'm like do you think this is like what people like want or not want and he was like absolutely like but that's it really i'm sorry that's it really i what, think Drake, uh, drake's it? obviously like <laughs> incredible and amazing <laughs> mate. But, um, it, um, but no i mean i don't send it around to like various people being like can i get your thoughts on this Can you, like, you know, <laughs> let me just pick that name off the floor yeah, yeah. yeah it's always just about how it makes me feel you know quality control is my forte um and i can write a song about my own experiences and my own life and stuff like that people certainly aren't waiting like for like a club banger from me um i feel like i'm gonna give people what it is that they've um been missing while i've been away and uh, Drake had posted up on uh, an IG story saying one of my best friends in the world just dropped a single with a whole bunch Aww. of emojis to it. Um, Adele's singing voice. Yes. Beautiful. Gorgeous. Uh-huh. Yes. Angelic. Yeah. Powerful. Very. Adele's regular talking voice. Yeah. She's like very hood. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, like she's about to run up on you and take your wallet. Yeah. Yeah. She's, uh, but you know, it's interesting that there's a lot of people that are sort of, you know, where their speaking voice doesn't like, it just doesn't match with what they do. And, and maybe it's because of the style of music Adele does. Maybe. Because it is so bloody angelic yeah. that you forget. Like, I know for me, the thing that I always have to remind myself, um, especially when things like Hello and that, and, and, and that song came out, was I always had to remind myself how young Adele was. Oh, yeah. Right? Because she's only 33 now. Yeah, yeah. But like even even then, she was in her 20s, mm-hmm. right? When when all that uh, when all that went down. But because the style of music and the power in her voice and everything else, you put her in that world of people who have been doing this for 30 years, right? Absolutely. Because that's the world she fits in. Absolutely. Uh, and I always have to remind myself that she's uh that she's young, which yeah. is uh which is awesome. The Roz and Mocha Show Podcast. Podcast. Uh at uh, DC Fandome over the weekend, this was where all the DC stuff went down. It was so four good. hours long. They saved all the Batman stuff for last. Um, <laughs> but uh, but but one of the things that they did get to right away was The Rock talking about Black Adam. Hey, DC Fandome, and hello to everyone watching around the world. I am so excited right now to be here and to talk to you about the man in black himself, Black Adam. Now, as you guys know, this character, this film, this universe has been a gigantic passion project of mine for a very long time. And I have worked so hard, worked these hands, these calluses, my fingers to the bone on this project because it's the kind of project that I know 
comes along once in a lifetime. And the truth is, I was born to play yeah. Black Adam. Now, we've just started the post-production process, which is so exciting. And the film has, without question, some of the biggest action sequences I have ever been a part of. And I am so proud and excited of our incredible team who are working away to create breathtaking, holy sh** scenes <laughs> that I know you're really going to love. And that trailer was yeah. bananas. Yeah, did you like it? Loved it. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. I am so excited. This is probably the... I'm more excited to watch this movie, Black Adam, than I am for the new Aquaman. Oh, I'm not excited about Aquaman at all. No? No. no. I love I'm the first one. I'm not a fan one. of the Aquaman. No? I really, me. really enjoyed the first one. Yeah. Too much underwater with the flowy hair and stuff like that. That's not your thing. No. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. podcast. Yo, man, you see that mask Kanye was wearing yesterday? Freaky. So, I don't even know how to describe it. It's like white but I, I but i don't mean like caucasian white i mean like white like the like the color white and it's just like he's wearing a mask but it's not like a covid mask it's like oh, one wait, of, no. it's like one of those like it, it looks like the mask from halloween i didn't see that one i saw the black one that he was wearing when oh, he performed in italy google right now he, this is he's also he's also in venice but this is just the kanye walking around here look at shem shem's got this computer look at that Oh my god, that is yeah. so weird. Yeah. It has ears and everything. Yo, it's like right? a full head. Yeah, he's wearing like a head mask. Now that's I don't strange. I don't know if I don't know if that's COVID compliant. No, it's not. Well, I don't you know, who knows? That right? mask need a mask. Yeah. To cover up the mouth hole. Yeah. Yeah, that's so weird, dude. Yeah, it's terrifying. Oh my like god, it that's looks scary. like something out of a horror movie. Yeah. Right. Why is so, he doing it? Art? I guess, yeah, yeah. Right. Why not? Like he's, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Don't ask I'm me a why. man of many don't, faces. Don't ask me why Kanye does anything. Go buy my Yeezys. That's crazy. <clears throat> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, over the weekend, the Maple Leafs, Toronto Maple Leafs, got into such trouble already that they lost the goalie to injury. And normally, in a situation like this, you run. Campbell, and then you just call up somebody from like the Marlies. Yeah. But the problem is that already on game three, the Leafs have such terrible salary cap issues that they couldn't even call somebody up. So they had to go to the University of Toronto and give a one day contract to the university goalie, a guy named Alex Bishop. So he could suit up and sit on the bench in case something happened to Campbell. Wow. Then they would have gotten What game. a dream come true for that kid. Huh? Yeah. And I'm, I'm all for that, right? But this is terrifying if you're a Leafs fan. Oh, Absolutely sure. terrifying if you're a Leafs yeah. fan to be this screwed this early in the in the season. Uh, but one of the best parts of all of this, uh, Alex Bishop did not get to play. Uh, but one of the best parts is uh, after the game when all the players sort of go back to that press room and they talk to all the reporters about the game. They let Alex Bishop go back and sort of answer questions uh, from the from the media. So here's uh, here's one day leaf Alex Bishop. Pretty wicked. I just started in the morning, came for morning skate and. Um, kind of snowballed from there. I had to turn my phone off eventually, but um, that was a great experience. I had a lot of fun. Everyone was super nice, so it was, it was great. What did they do to make you feel welcome? Um, I don't know. They just didn't really treat me any differently. Um, 
kind of everyone came and gave me daps and um, <laughs> talked to me on the bench when they weren't really focused on the play. So it, it was good. What's next for you? Is it, is it like exam time? Like what's, what's, like, what's, what's tomorrow look like? Uh, tomorrow's a study day. Uh, I have midterm Tuesday and Thursday. Oh, no. That'll be a lot of fun. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Do you imagine? You're playing in front of a packed arena. Yeah. Sitting. 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 You suited up in front of a packed arena. Ready. Yes. At Scotiabank Arena to play with the Toronto Maple Leafs. Yeah. One of the original six. Yeah. And then on Tuesday, you got to go do a damn midterm. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Sex in the City author Candace Bushnell says that the beloved original HBO adaptation of her uh, book um, should not serve as a guide of how women should live. So in a new interview, Candace Bushnell said, uh, uh, we never talk about this, but that's something that women need to think about. You can do a lot less. When you have to rely on a man, uh, the TV show and the message were not very feminist at the end, she says, Mm. but that's TV, that's entertainment. That's why people should not base their lives on a TV show. And then uh, when she was asked about the uh, whole thing that went down between the rest of the cast and Kim Cattrall and Kim Cattrall uh, not uh, wanting to return, um, Candace Bushnell, who was a huge fan of Kim Cattrall, says, I absolutely love Kim, but it seems that she wants to do other things and she doesn't feel like doing the show. Maybe she doesn't want to be that character anymore. So uh, Candace Bushnell, who obviously just had zero control over her. I don't even think she knows what they're doing with this new one. They don't even um, have to consult with her or anything No, like no. I, they, they, it's just all bought and licensed and years ago deals and all this stuff. But uh, but she says she is going to watch it, though. Like, she's interested in watching it. For the series, they always said based on the book by Candace. I don't think they have to do this for this one. No, because it's not. It's right? not based like, on the character. I mean, the character is sort of pseudo, but they don't have to consult with her at, yeah. at all. Like they no. just, they don't even have to run anything by her. Uh, and she said in this interview that she's going to watch it like everybody else. Like right. she's interested in watching it, but uh, she has uh, nothing to do with it. The Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Podcast. Uh, the weekend is refunding tickets for his already postponed world tour, uh, telling fans that he wants to invest in, quote, something bigger rather than move forward with the planned shows. Hmm. Um, he was scheduled- shows on a weekday yeah, instead. I know. <laughs> uh, he was scheduled uh, to begin the um, tour. When was this originally supposed to happen? Because last I know year. it was last year. So it was a COVID postponement, yeah. right? Okay, I gotcha. Uh, starting with uh, two nights in Vancouver on Jan 4th, and then uh, I was going to have stops in Toronto, Winnipeg, and Edmonton, as well as dates in the U.S. and Europe. He said, uh, due to constraints of arenas and the demand for more shows, I want to do something bigger and special for you, which requires stadiums. Mm. So he's looking at a stadium tour. He says that all ticket holders uh, for the planned tour will automatically be refunded and ticket holders will, quote, be given priority to buy tickets for the stadium shows when they do go on sale. All right. So I'll wait. There you go. So no more weekend shows. He's looking like stadium shows. Stadium shows are much more difficult to pull off because you can't do nearly as many of them. Right. You fit more people. You can fit, yeah. You fit more people, but there's fewer there's fewer stadiums than there are arenas. Yeah, right? and it sounds to and me like he wants to do like this big, probably the yeah. most outlandish show he's ever put together. Right, right, right. Kind of to match with what his Super Bowl performance yeah. was last year. Like yeah. you, you do that. You can't go small. Like you can't do a smaller no, show. No, no. Right? And then, and once you're one of those like big stadium bands, you you tend to sort of park yourself and maybe do two or three nights if you can, if you can yeah, sell that totally. many tickets, right? Or what they do is, I think it was, I think it was you two 
and other bands that have done stadium shows where they had double of everything and their production mm-hmm. crew would leapfrog. So while they were doing nights in one city, mm-hmm. the entire set was being built in another stadium. Oh, wow. Okay, and then they would, go, they would go to that stadium and do those shows while it was dismantled in this stadium and then, and then move to another yeah, one, yeah. right? Because it takes so long to set those stadium shows up. Well, there you right? go. It's a very long time. There you go. Abel, talk to the accountant. Make it happen. <laughs> and now it's time for Ask Roz and Mocha. Got a lot of questions today. I believe uh, first up on the phone, though, is a celebrity, Olivia Jade. Oh. Hi, Olivia. <laughs> Hi, how are you? Good, how's it going? Wonderful, thank you. Is Olivia Jade the one that, she's the daughter of uh, Aunt Becky from Full House? Yeah. Yes, yeah, you got it. Yeah, oh, you, okay. Yeah, you, her mom went to the joint. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. She's on Dancing with the Stars. That's right. right. But this yes. isn't that Olivia Jade, right? No. No, this is oh. uh, just a regular Olivia Jade from Burlington. All right. <laughs> Yo, shout out to Burlington, Olivia Jade. All right, um, <laughs> what is your question for the room? I was just curious, after being with the show for so long, the both of you, um, I'm curious curious if you both see yourself retiring with the Raj and Mocha show. Mm. Um, for mm. me personally, absolutely. This awesome. is like, I've been doing radio for like 20 some years now. And this is by far my favorite, my absolute favorite show I've ever worked on. And this is the one that I like dedicate everything to. And I, uh, I just want this show to, to succeed, be the best and, and just to keep growing. And for me, I would love it if this show could last as long as it could into my retirement. It's an interesting, awesome. it's an interesting question. Like, given the idea that we are just sort of graced with the opportunity to be able to say when a show is done, you know, I'll do this show until it doesn't feel right anymore. Mm-hmm. I have not even come close to that yet. Um, but I would say that if, if they somehow took the show away, like if the show got canceled or if the company got bought and they were want to do a Christian station and there's no way in hell they're going to hire Mocha and I to do a Christian station. There's no way they're going to hire me to do a Christian (laughs) station. (laughs) Um, uh, so if they, if if they like, if, if it was out of our control when the show was ending, um, I, if nobody else wanted to ever sort of pick up the show as it as it was with Mocha and I, um, I would say that there's probably a good chance that Mocha would still go and do radio somewhere else or with someone else or build something new or that kind of thing. I, I would say for me, if that if this show was taken away, um, would I ever do like another show with somebody else? Probably not. I would probably just go and do something else with my life. Or you can come over to my place, and we can go. I have like a home studio. Yeah, we would just do the show there. Oh, we could just do the show from my place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, day. yeah. No, don't totally for sure. Yeah, we could still do the show. You know, we could still we could still do the show one way or another. But I don't think that I would want to do this like this job with um, with anybody else. It's like it's it's sort of. I don't know. It's kind of like, no, it's just, it's sort of like being in a band, right? Cause I haven't like done this my whole life. Like this is the first show I've a radio show. Like I've talked on, like it's the first show I've ever hosted. Um, and so I only, I only know this and you know, and, and it would be like, 
asking somebody, and maybe I'm wrong, maybe I'm wrong, but it's like asking somebody who's in a really, really committed long-term, you know, loving relationship that, you know, if your husband died, would you ever date again? Well, if you answer that question, you're going to say no, because they're your everything and you couldn't see yourself ever doing it with anybody else. After a few weeks. After a few weeks, Maury says. Um, but, uh, but I think that, I think that, so, you know, would, would we do this show for as long as we possibly can? I think it's foolish not to, for one, yeah. uh, it's an incredible amount of fun. Um, the rewards are incredible. Um, the audience is fantastic and it's a job like no other. What, what happens if you can't make it up to the second floor? There's elevators though. That's the great part. Right. And even if there's a fire, we're only on the second no, floor. I mean, like and you, you know, and you know me, I'll just jump. <laughs> right. Got them long yeah. legs. Like I, I'll tell you, I wouldn't do the show if they moved it to the 10th floor. <laughs> right? I'm comfortable doing the show. On the, I'm comfortable doing the show on the second floor. Yeah. I'm not comfortable Anywhere doing the show. Jump in case of a fire. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, land. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe you're spraying a knee or something, but you're still good. No, I'm okay. Hey, Olivia, thank you so much for, uh, for submitting your question. That's amazing. Thank you so much for the call. I think you guys are fantastic. Um, I, hope you go on till the end of time and I'll, I'll listen every step of the way. So Aww, thank you guys for best. your entertainment. Hey, thank uh, between, you. between Roz and Mocha, who's your favorite though? Um, I've been listening for almost the beginning. So I have to unfortunately go with Mocha only because I feel like his um, positive energy, like I've never seen that in my life. I've never met somebody that's had a happy day every day. So I, I just would love to embody that as well and bring that into my life more and more. So, uh, Mocha, you get my vote, but I love all of you guys. Thank you so much for everything. Ah, positive vibes sending your way. Thank you, Olivia. We love you so Thank much. You. Take care, guys. All right, Bye. Go to hell. Oh, oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay. Allison says here, if you could dye your hair any color, what would it be? Oh, I have to. I, I did the blonde tips for a while. Yeah. How old no, were you when you did that? Right now, I, if right you could. Now. I was 18. Right now, though. Right now. Honestly, if, if Matthew didn't care, because yeah. he would, if, if Matthew didn't care, I would absolutely do... Like a, an aubergine or something. I would love Say to. Say a normal that color that, that everybody knows. Aubergine. Eggplant. 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 How do you know? So purple. No. So purple. purple. You want to dye your hair purple. Oh, absolutely. Like for pride, I've always wanted to go like pride colors but and stuff. But you don't have to, the rest of you isn't put together for purple hair though. Yeah. Like you, it's, it's a whole look. You got to change the neck everything. Down, not purple ready. No, no, no. Because you got to change everything. If you're going to be the guy that has purple hair, you, you have to dress like the guy that has purple hair. You have to do all those things like I the guy that has I think you would just get used to you, it. You got to sell the Yaris. You can't drive a Yaris with purple yeah. hair. I think your attitude and the way you dress, the only hair color you can get away with if you were to change it from right now. Black. Uh, no, gray. Black. Like straight up gray. I've, I've actually gray. wanted to do that where, you know, some people, the very artsy type people, the rich people, where they dye it like that silver or that like that white, white hair color. Sure. Like you got struck by lightning. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to do that. <laughs> you should. I think Matthew would go for it. Oh, no. I asked him and he said, absolutely not. My hair has been all sore. My hair has been every different color. Um, but I think that if I didn't, like if I didn't have to do the TV show. Yeah. I would. My favorite look has always been um, super blonde with really unattractive, long, dark roots. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's oh, always been that's that. always been my favorite look. It's very rock star. Yeah, just like that sort of like, 
you know, unkempt and, and on women too. Like I love, yeah. you know, I love roots. Like and when I was blonde all those years ago, my favorite, my favorite time when I was a blonde is when I had like a good inch plus root really? uh, on my hair. Yeah. Yeah. That was always my, that was always my favorite look. So if I, I think that if I didn't have to do the TV show, I'd probably do stuff like that frequently. Did yeah. you ever do that menin? Menin? Menin or whatever it is where you. Menin. 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 What? It's a thing where you, where if you have grays, you sort of dab a little bit of color in there. What do they call oh, it? Oh, just for men? Yeah. Oh, yeah. You ever, you ever, you, you ever do men? <laughs> you ever do like that thing where you dab men? <laughs> with your, with your head? Just for men. Just for just men. For men no, linen. no, no. Because I used to, like, even when we were doing this show, I still dyed my hair. Did you really? Oh, yeah. At the beginning, when? don't you remember? Oh, my God. No. It was a big deal when we saw Grace. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to dye my hair. I used to dye, because I had dyed my hair for years, right? Yeah. Um. So I started, like, wh either whether it was black or dark brown or whatever it was, um, I started, like, regularly dyeing my hair probably in the late 90s. Wow. And, right? And just like consistently dyeing my hair. And then that carried me all the way through until I'm going to say 2000. When did we start the show? 2009? Yeah. I'm going to say probably I stopped dyeing my hair in like 2013. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Something uh, somewhere, somewhere around there. I just got sick of it. How yeah. hard was it to accept the grays? Well, no, because I knew because when you when your hair starts to grow out, you see grays. Like yeah, yeah, it, yeah. there was no accepting of the grays. Like I didn't care if I had gray hair or not. But because I didn't dye it to cover gray, oh, I thought did, you did. No, 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 no. I dyed it because the consistency of my hair is not really great, right? Like when I have like super clean hair and stuff, it's very flyaway y It's sure. very wispy, very puby in some parts. Uh -huh. um, what? Like curly and thick. <laughs> Yeah, it's very yeah. yeah. I've never heard it. Yeah, it's, it's very it's, very, it's like crinkly. Wait, so yeah. some of your hairs are like that and some of your like, hairs are like, not? Like some parts of my hair grow the wrong way, like the the parts right here by my by my um like ear. Your sideburns? My my sideburns like uh -huh. right above there. Like they, it'll hook forward, right? And then uh -huh. some back. Like my hair's just not great. And what I found years ago is that if I dyed it, having that extra weight and processing from hair dye settled my hair down. Mm. And so my hair became easier to do when there was a little bit of color in it so i wouldn't even dye it that far off of what my natural color was but my hair was just always easier was to it always do. like that or did it always start like to grow that. My, weird my, when you dyed it no my hair was always like that so I, I have a question about hair dye yeah because i've never used it before never but yes how often do you have to apply the dye and how long does it last it depends if you're going lighter or than your normal hair or darker than your normal hair mm. right or or in and around the same um usually i would do mine when i was dyeing my hair I would like if I was using the at home boxes. Yeah. Once every like month or maybe once every like five weeks. Does it just wash out? No, no, it was a permanent dye that I used. Mm. I didn't use mm. a rinse. Yeah. Yeah. You never thought you never you never messed around with hair dye no, or anything I have. like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to do like my hair was purple at one point. Right. My hair was red. I had blue. But nothing permanent. No, nothing no, permanent. No. I, no, I no. think, you know, to answer Allison's question, if I were to dye my hair any color, I'd stick to like the ones that I've done in the past. Either a red or right. a blue. Aubergine. Like a yeah, like aubergine. My favorite color. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Pineapple Pat says here, Halloween is around the corner. What is your costume for twenty twenty one? Don't have one. I'm not, I also, I'll tell, I'm doing, we're doing two. I'll tell you one. 
But you have two. Tell because us Because the other one may not arrive because oh. Amazon's screwing up. Okay. Um, but the one that I already have ready to go is Matthew and I are ketchup and mustard and Andy is a hot dog. Okay. Uh-huh. Look, you, you admit that's oh. cute. Oh, wow. How many parties are you going to go to, though? No, no, we t- put it, take it's a picture. It's for picture. And then, oh, yeah. Just okay. for the picture. And then it's, we get rid of it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so what's the, uh, the other one that Amazon may or may not get to you in time? Oh, I don't know because then I might save it for next year. So, um, okay. So you're going hot dog, mustard, and, and hot dog, and hot dog, mustard, and ketchup. Hot dog, mustard, and ketchup. Which are you? I said I wanted to be ketchup, right. but you're mustard. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Because Matthew Matthew has to be ketchup. Because he likes the red, how it looks on his skin. <laughs> right. I knew right, there was going right, to be a right, fight right, between right, y'all. Right. Don't worry, I'll tape the conversation. I, I'll tape when we do it. Wow. Okay. Um, was it a big discussion, like a big argument in the in the condo? Uh, it was a quick one, but I see it becoming a bigger one when it's time to put them on. That's what she said. <laughs> hey, okay, thank you. That's one, the first one, one ever. It's the first one ever. <laughs> um, are you guys doing family costumes yet, Mocha? Yeah, well, Cruz really wants to. He's four, and he's big time still into Paw Patrol. Yeah. So oh, he, we got him a, a chase. He's the, um, uh, oh, not Golden Retriever. What is it? What is it? Um, um, Dalmatian. Um, no. no. Bulldog. No. no. Oh, my God. Cocker oh Spaniel. No, what's the... Oh, Wiener dog. No, it's... Uh, Chihuahua. That's what we have here. No, it's the... Poodle. What kind of dog? <laughs> a what? A German Shepherd. German, hey, German yeah, Shepherd. Yeah. German Shepherd. So he's, he's being <laughs> Chase, who's a German Shepherd. Yes. And he asked me to find like an adult size Chase as well. Oh. Or the Dalmatian... Um, oh my God! What's his name? Marshall. Yeah. Uh, but we can't find it. We can't find like an adult because he wants Did Jenna you try to dress Amazon? up. Amazon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he asked Jenna to dress up uh, as like an adult version of one of the Paw Patrol as well. So wow. we can't. Oh, you got to make sure go you keep to that. Malabar Costumes in Toronto. They have stuff like that. You got to make sure that you guys keep that kid with you. Otherwise, you and Jenna are gonna look like furries. Oh, facts. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So the backup is always like Superman. I have a Superman outfit. Jenna has a Supergirl yeah, but you've outfit. But you wore that so enough. often. Do something nah, different. It never gets old, though. Superman never gets you old. Why don't you as uh, mustard and ketchup? <laughs> yeah. And take that away from you guys? Yeah. Um, Emily uh, says here, what was your funniest drunken adventure? How did you manage to return home? Oh, my God. <laughs> Ross, like, which time? <laughs> well, you woke up on someone's couch with no pants. Yeah, many times I've woken up on somebody's couch with no pants. Do you have, like, any... Um, see, here's my thing, though. One is that, that you can remember? Well, no, no, no. Fully? But the, no, the, the problem with me is this, with, with questions like this, is that I would get so incredibly hammered. But I rarely, like, I rarely, 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 like, blacked out. Yeah. Or didn't have a whole lot of memory of the night before. Like, it was just, it was those rare times. Um, but, like, I, oh, God. I got to drive home by a pimp one night. Oh, wow. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. <gasps> Do they dress like pimps? No, he didn't at all. At really all. No, no, he didn't. He didn't dress like a pimp at all. But yeah, I got driven home by a pimp. How did you meet this pimp? Uh, it, we were at an after hours. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, we were like, at an after You hours. were there like with the same group? Like everybody kind of yeah. knew each other somehow? Uh, no, no, or no. you no. just at the same you, you place? You just sort of met there, uh, right? How did you and know he was a pimp? Was his name like... He told me he was a pimp. I thought it was like Bobby Pimp. No, oh. no. He told me he was He told me he was a pimp. Uh-huh. And he had a couple ladies there. <laughs> yeah. But they, again, they didn't look like it was not your stereotypical, sure. you know, pimp. 
It just looked like a b- group of friends. It just looked like a group. It just looked like a group of friends. So did he ask you like, "Hey, we're going back to wherever. Are you interested in partying mm-hmm. with us?" Uh, no, 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 no. We, no, there was nowhere to party afterwards. It was like four o'clock in the morning. Oh, okay. Um, we were partying at the place you party after the place you were gotcha, partying. Gotcha, gotcha. Um, but no, because the the thing that was happening was where I was living at the time. They were going to. They were. What the hell was it? They wanted something. It was either like McDonald's or whatever, like a like Burger King or something like that. Yeah. And I had said there's a 24-hour one very close to where I was living at the time. Yeah. And he was like, he's like, cool. And then we, and then he's asking me questions on like where it was. And then he's like, well, here, you show me. Right. And then I'll drop you off. And I was like, okay, cool. <laughs> I got, I got no problem with that. Yeah. And it was after this point, I had already knew that he was a pimp. Yeah. Right. And then I was stumbling around. The way? And, no, that's what I worried about. Yeah. Though, right. I'm like, oh my God, are we gonna have to do the milk run now where you just load this car up? <laughs> like with all your, with, with all your ladies. Yeah. Right. Like what's going to happen? Like, yeah. who am I going to be sitting back what here with? Right? What, exactly. <laughs> I'm like, I'm not doing that, man. I'm not doing the milk run of like collecting. Yeah. Right. You can do that after you drop me off. Um, <laughs> But uh, but thank you. I didn't live in like a pimpy neighborhood at the time, so the, he would have had to have really gone way out of his way. Uh, but yeah, I knew he was a pimp. But I could I, w- I I was so drunk at that party, like so. I remember being so out of my mind, like just drunk at that party that it was like I, I just I'd spent like maybe twenty minutes where I just didn't even leave the bathroom. I just went into the bathroom with a drink, sat on the floor because I knew I was gonna throw up at some oh, point. God. Right? The floor of a, <laughs> yeah. Oh, bro. the bathroom floor of a nightclub. Yeah. No, or like sorry, not like after, after hours. hours. Oh, yeah, no yeah, so yeah. And, and also the room yeah. was a toilet and no sink. Oh, <laughs> oh. no. <laughs> That is so gross, Yeah, so I I got driven home by a pimp once. Um, (laughs) Cool guy, though. Yeah? Yeah, sure. Do you remember his name? No. You think he's pimping now still? Um, No, I wouldn't say. I don't think he's pimping now. He didn't look like he pimped that good. Um, well, you have to have the cane and the Joseph and Amazing well, and Technical and maybe, maybe, jacket. Maybe I was wrong. Maybe I had a, a bad version of or a bad vision in my head of what a pimp, you know, looked like and sounded sure. like, right? This guy just seemed like he was, you know, all maybe business. Like, he looked know, like a university student, to be honest with really? you. Yeah. And also, I will say this. The women that were with him, who I assumed were his employees, yeah. um, uh, they were all older. Really? Yeah. They weren't oh. young. They were all They were all older. And you liked them older. I didn't go. It's not, I didn't go God, for it. Like, like, yeah. Why are you twisting the story? I know. Why are, you twisting, why are you twisting the story? Um, <laughs> but I think that, like, as far as like as far as pimping goes, he was also like the guy who drove them places, right? Like yeah. that kind of guy. Like I don't think oh. he was the beat somebody up kind of pimp. Like if they were hungry, they go to Burger King. Yeah. Like I think that he was like I will drive outside and wait for you kind of pimp. Right? right, like that kind of pimp. I don't kind know if there's a different kind of pimp. Yeah, like a courteous pimp. Right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Damn, Amori. I can't top story? that. Yeah. Dot dot dot. Oh. Okay. <laughs> oh, you have no stories? Like, no, no I. I, I only, think you've seen Maury drunker than he's ever been. The only drunken story that I recall being epic is when I got super super drunk and was working at a radio station. I had to work that night, and I was so drunk I stumbled into the radio station and fell asleep and fell through the coffee table and the host had to call my dad and my dad had to come and get me from the radio station and to i guess my punishment was the next day i had to carry bricks up the hill (laughs) wow wow Wow. you're in like a chinese prison i was 18 yeah oh my god you you got punished for drinking at 18 no because i got drunk at work oh yeah that's bad the host had to call my dad and say can you please come get your son right 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 that's that's bad 
I've had many drunken nights. I've seen a picture of you drunk as Santa Claus. Oh, yeah. I barely remember that. <laughs> mm. uh, and that was during the day, too. Yeah. Really? Yeah. yeah I was yeah. in an alley. Um, that was when I was working at Kitchener. Yeah. yeah. It's Christmas time. What do you want, man? It's <laughs> being festive. Um, I remember one time when Jen and I, I think it was like the very first time we went out together, like in the evening, like with a group of friends or whatever. And I can't remember how I get, got home that night, but I do remember waking up by myself mm-hmm. in the bathtub of the condo I was li- living in with right. all my clothes, shoes, everything still on. Right. Just there, sleeping in the bathtub. It's not one of those situations where you're in a puddle of ice and no, no, no. there's a cut The bathtub was empty. No. And I think maybe all I could remember when I woke up trying to figure out why I slept in the bathtub was in case I was to get sick and throw up, yeah, you're I'm, there. I'm there already. You're in a bucket already. Yeah. You're just going to sleep in the bucket instead of go. putting the bucket beside your bed. Exactly. Smart. Um, the other time I was in Vegas, and I remember we did a lot of drinking. Mm-hmm. And uh, the last thing I remember before waking up was being in a club. And then it was at one of those points where all the lights go on and they shoot confetti everywhere. And then, like, the beat kicks in mm-hmm. and everyone's, like, going nuts. It was that and then I remember waking up the next day in my hotel room at like three or four in the afternoon. Oof. That's and then a long finding time. out, finding out afterwards yeah. that people were like my friends and even Jenna was like calling, trying to find out because everyone was calling each other, trying to figure out where I was. Cause I guess I got lost at some point in the evening. Right. And people were like knocking on my door wow. and calling the phone. And I was just like, did they ever find you? Pretty much dead to the world. Did they ever find him? He's sitting here. <laughs> no. And I've, I've been on the with, run ever since. With Jenna, he left. He kissed her goodbye this morning. They have a child together. <laughs> Hey, I remember. No, another- they never found him. <laughs> I remember another awesome drunken thing. When- so don't, so don't, don't tell anyone that you saw me here. <laughs> when um, Amoka Climax and I were in Los Angeles together, and I was so drunk, I kept bringing apples to their hotel room. God, you have the worst drunk stories, man. <laughs> cool, thanks. Really, yeah, thanks cool. for the snack, yeah. bro. <laughs> um, okay, uh, last one here. Mel says, What's your funniest bathroom story? That's so weird. Funniest bathroom, bathroom story. story. Like what? Like you peed and laughed? Like funniest bathroom story for me would be, and I've told this story many times before, even when I was living alone. I don't know why I did this, just out of habit, but I would always close the bathroom door. Yeah. And when I was living in the condo and I was getting ready before coming into this show, um, the bathroom door, like the handle broke. And I didn't have like, I didn't have my phone on me. I didn't have clothes with me, like nothing, right? right. So I was in there like panicking and then, like, I'd taken a shower and everything and just, like, sweating because I was panicking so much mm-hmm. that I couldn't open the bathroom door. And I was like, okay, well, what are my options? Like, you break the door or break the door handle or something. Mm-hmm. And anyway, I found, like, a, a pair of scissors and I used it as a screwdriver to take the door handle off. That's genius. Wow. Right? But wow. that was, like, 30 minutes I was in there, like, yeah. naked and sweating. Yeah. And Did you feel like the smartest yeah. person ever when you figured that out? No, you just go into survival mode, I guess. Yeah, yeah, you figure that, you figure that out more. You yeah. figure that out. Do you have anything uh, funny bathroom? Bathroom story. I mean, your story about being on the, the bathroom floor was oh, just a toilet. Yeah, Ooh, but my so God. Jeez, um, bathroom story. There's been so many 
things that I found funny in bathrooms that haven't involved me. Uh-huh. Right? Like I always used to find it weird when you'd be at a bar or at like a ball game years ago and stuff like that where guys would walk into the bathroom um, with their some urinals, the top of the urinal is sort of like the porcelain is tilted forward a little bit, so you can't use it as a shelf, right? Gotcha. For your drink. And I always found it weird when guys would go into the bathroom and put their drink on the floor be- beneath the, under the urinal. That's so gross. Right? And pee, and you would ah! see it, and you would see that all the time. That Don't is you so like gross. all the time. Hand. Can't you hold your drink and the other thing? No, in the because same? it's just That's and the other thing. So well, you're gross. like you are a grown man. You can't say the word penis. <laughs> the other thing. Well. Um, yeah, no. So I used to see that all the time, like oh, all gee, the time. That's so gross. Um, I also find it uh, funny when like little kids and old men go to the bathroom and they pull their pants down below their butt when they're standing at a urinal. <laughs> I still do right? that. I always find I always find that funny when you see that at a urinal. Or you just you? see like white cheeks. Uh, and then old guys that go fully hands free, where, oh, where they the put their they put them. their hands on their hips, oh my and they God. and they just pee that way. Where I'm like, I don't know, like they just like it just goes like there's Year, no problem control, with anything. Years of control, yeah. The old Maple Leaf Gardens, uh, the urinal wasn't a urinal; it was, it was a the trough. trough. Yeah, we've talked about and that you'd before. Pee and you're the I other person. Don't person's remember pee, that at all. The really? other person next to you would, pee would go in front of you. Yeah. Yeah, but there was also one like where it was weird where you would like you 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 would be on an angle where you could see somebody else. What do you mean? You know what? Like depending. Would, yeah, yeah. I like if you went were, around the room. What's that? No, 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 no. Because depending on where you were, there was people that could walk up to the end, yeah. right? So if there were right. a bunch of guys, you just see penises. There, yeah, like that's all you would see. I think wow. I want to say right. In, that's, <laughs> that's all you would. That's all you would see. I want to say the weirdest in thing. Chicago. Yeah. When I went to a base the baseball stadium out there where it was now it's a Chicago Wrigley Field no wherever the Cubs is it Wrigley, Wrigley. Where the Cubs yeah, yeah, play? Yeah, yeah. I think their men's bathrooms are like that as well where the it's like old a, ones were like that because it was easier to build yeah and and it was weird because I remember going to the bathroom there and like there's all these dudes and then you're like looking around you line right? up at the trough right yeah, and you just like dude, look up was, looking it around was so it was so here so here come here come, come around a picture of it yeah come around and look at this right Oh yeah. Right? So so here's what would happen, right? Is that the Maple Leaf Garden one? Yeah, I think so. So oh, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, so yeah. right? So but here's what happened is that you would be standing here, a guy would be standing here and somebody would sneak up on the end. <laughs> Not right, cool, bro. and so you're like everything is like just almost touching, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yo, hold Swords. it, hold it for ten more seconds. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, it was uh, it was a really, really horrific, horrific looking thing. Uh, well, thank you for that question, Mel. Thank you, everyone, for submitting your question. Feel free to uh, keep the questions coming in every week. You'll find us on Instagram at kiss nine two five. That's where you leave your questions and or your comments, and we will discuss them on a future episode. This has been the Rob and Mocha Show podcast. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Roz and Mocha Show podcast. Catch the guys live. Weekday mornings from 6 to 10 on KISS 92.5. KISS 92.5.com or download the KISS 92.5 app.